There's everything you've ever known about adventure. And then there's the podcast, Biss. Great. Hey, everybody. My name is Griffin. Let's get the show on the road. I'm David Sims. This is Blank Check with Griffin and David. We are hashtag the two friends. Yeah. We are two friends who host a podcast together. Yeah. And people hashtag it. Right. Uh, And sometimes one of the friends is late because of the subway. And so we get through the introduction really quickly. Yeah. 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 Also, let's put some blame on my landlord. Let's not and just subways the subway. and landlords. My New landlord's York City, fucking guys. me over pretty hard. New York Classic City New problems. York. Three things delayed me today: the subway, mm-hmm. uh, uh, my landlord, and a nice street hot dog. You know what I'm saying? Did you get a street hot dog? No, I was just trying to think of a third New York thing. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And Slimer driving my cab. There we go. There That's go. why we brought this man this in is on the 80s show today. New York guys. Hi, it's Jake and Amir. <laughs> it's Jake and Amir. Um, th- this this is blank check. Yeah, this is blank check. Podcast. Well, our favorite thing to movies. do, our th- favorite thing to do, is to have the guests speak and not introduce them for like guess, a minute. Guests got to talk. So feel we free talk to say whatever him. you want, but we're not going to introduce you we're for like one more minute. But you can contribute as much or as little as you want. Oh, good. This is a place on Earth more awesome than anywhere in space. So you know, deep below the blue surface, there lies a place no one's ever dreamed. Of. No, he so was I looking for the taglines. <laughs> I, I just found a couple. That's more. a really good one. Uh, and there's also believe your eyes. I just wanted to throw Jesus that Christ, there are a lot. Believe a lot. They, everyone believes their eyes in this movie. Yeah. There, yeah. There's no disbelief. The only it's, people who don't believe her are the people who haven't seen it. Once they see it, they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you were right. No, sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, inarguably, those are netties. Um, what's the tagline? You Can you read your one that you lost? He made your heart pound with the Terminator. Then he stopped it with aliens. And then now James Cameron presents the summer's most original adventure, The Abyss. So we're get- he didn't yeah. stop our heart with aliens. He made it pound with aliens my, and with the Terminator. And my heart grew when when fucking Ripley takes uh, Newt in her arms. My heart grew Grinch style. You know, I think that movie's heartwarming. Bishop, not bad for a rabbit. Yeah, all good. Yeah, we're referencing last week's episode. Isn't this a book written by his name isn't John Mark Carr? He killed you mean John or Scott Scott Card? <clears throat> or, he wrote or a novelization. Of- Whoever killed John Benny Ramsey didn't write The Abyss, but John no, Mark Carr. No. We he, don't know who killed Robert. That's so true. The yeah. question is unanswered. Yeah. Could have been what's his name? Orson Scott Card, Orson who is Card. an absolute lunatic. Card. Yeah, he's a famed homophobe and the author of Ender's Game. Whoa, which is a great book. Yeah, Harrison but, Ford's Ender's Game. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. no. Uh, Haley Steinfeld's Ender's Game. Yeah. Uh, that, right? Yep, hundred yeah. uh, percent. I saw it. Yep. Haley Joe Steinfeld was in that. Yes, Haley Joe Steinfeld. <laughs> 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 I signed that Bible. Uh, but yeah, what, I I can't even. He he's crazy. I like, he's crazy in like eight different ways, right? Orson Scott Card. Yeah, he's a crazy. Yeah, person. a bunch of ways. He's a Mormon. He he hates the gays very actively. It's not just like, well, I'm not crazy about him. He like goes out of his way to but let he, everyone. Isn't he know. also? He also thinks we should all like live on an island in the moon or something. I 100%. feel like I, I don't know. I feel like he's one of those guys who's he throws you a curveball. Yeah. Uh, along with the traditional shit. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. We are. But this, oh. is, this is a podcast called Blank Check. We go mm-hmm. through filmographies of directors who have big success early on. They get a series of blank checks to make their own crazy projects. Sometimes those checks clear and sometimes they bounce. <sighs> you've you've got it down. You're an actor. You can learn lines. Thank it's you. great. I mean, I could never do that, what Only you just did. 75 episodes and I got it. <laughs> That's you the reason it. they call me 75 Take Newman. Because <laughs> the 75th time is word perfect. Uh... We're currently, uh, we do miniseries, and the filmmaker we're currently talking about in this miniseries is uh, one uh, slick Jimmy Cameron. Yep. Uh, Slippery Jimmy. Slippery Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Wet Jim. Wet Jim. Oh. That, well, that sounds Soaking sec- wet. But, but he is soaking wet. Yeah. 
Dripping Wet Jim. Dripping Wet Jim. This uh, mini series is called Potinator colon Judgment Cast. Correct. You nailed <laughs> That's it. That's what it's called. You nailed it. Yeah. And today we're talking about the abyss. The uh, abuse. We have. <laughs> it's well. That's what the crew members called this movie. Well, really? Wow. That's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They printed out t-shirts that said, life's abuse and then you die. That's really funny. Yeah. They didn't like making this movie. It's a good joke. Five comedy points. Um, <laughs> Dude, the crew of the abyss. 1989. Yeah. That's the film we're talking about. Uh, and we have a very special guest here today. Oh, yeah. Who? Oh, there's someone else in the room. This guy can throw a Slimer reference like no other. <laughs> Uh-oh. <He> Ed Harris. <laughs> came up the ranks with Jake and Amir. He did. He was a college humor guy. Yeah. And he currently has a podcast on the HeadGum Network. Yeah. That's uh, true. Called the Mindhouse Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a phenomenal actor and director. It's all right. And a, and a friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time. Now. We've known each other for a bit. Uh, yes, it's me, Josh Cameron, and I'm really excited to be here. It's James Cameron's son. <laughs> Josh. Uh, Joshy. Josh Pretrent <laughs> Rubin Cameron. I it's call Josh my Rubin. mother Linda. I don't call her mom. Oh, wow. That's a deep uh, cut. I like that. Well, I want to get back around to the Did Orson Galen Scott Did Galen Hurd have any kids? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Talk about Orson Scott Uh She had kids with Brian De Palma. Yeah, man. I what don't a, think she had what kids. A, what a fucking time those 80s directors had. Crazy. Just swapping God. wives and <laughs> abandoning children. And you God. Know, you know what Brian De Palma's uh, daughter with Galen Hurd is named, right? Oh, no. I don't. What's, Are you ready for your the, skin to crawl? Uh, yeah, sure. So just think. Oh, no. I know what it is. It's I Brian do. De Palma. He's not oh, doing this by it's accident. it's no good. Oh, His daughter's it's name no... is... Lolita. Oh, oh no. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, I, Brian I, De Palma. I, he's, have you seen De Palma? Transgressive did to you, the end. Did you see De Palma, the documentary? No, I haven't seen it. It's so fucking good, and you yeah, should watch I it. I will watch it's it. It's so good. And he has this thing where he doesn't swear, and he just keeps going like, oh, holy mackerel. <laughs> and like by the 10th time he does it, my theater was just in hysterics. It's <laughs> just holy ab- mackerel. Can you choose scissor on action again? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's, t- he's like, and then, you know, we put Michael Caine in the wig, and holy mackerel. You know, it's just, anyway. the most obscene human being in the world, but he doesn't the believe in having a potty guys, mouth. 12-minute, one take. Holy moly. Um, so, The Abyss. You want to talk about Orson's Card. He just wrote the novelization. Yeah. Right? Okay. So so James Cameron wrote the screenplay, and mm. then this is I looked it up today because uh, this film is very hard to watch now. I had to borrow Josh's DVD. Josh, uh, there, is, there is a 4K version of it supposedly coming out next year. Okay. Like Cameron's supposedly tinkering away at some Blu-ray. Of sure. It, you know. But it's currently not on any it's streaming platform. It's impossible to find. It's not on. But it's not on iTunes. That's the other thing. You can't yeah. rent it for you money. You can buy from this any movie online, which it, you can buy yeah. fucking anything. It literally only exists legally on physical. Media is not available in any sort of digital form as of this Why moment. Why do you think that is? It's this on LaserDisc. An Academy Award winning. Yeah, Josh is holding up his copy of the DVD, which has a, a sleeve around it gold. that's gold that says Academy Award winner visual effects. Yeah, it did win one Academy Award. It won I mean, one I Academy think because we had some chat about this on Twitter, I think yeah. it's just Cameron is. He he's not gonna put something else half ass he out half ass he likes to put out these very curated special editions. I think that's the thing. Yeah, he remember, just wants yeah. to fix it up, you know. And God knows he's gonna change the ending again or something. I mean, who knows? Like I remember at times mm-hmm. over the last like five or six years seeing it on like your your Netflixes, your HBO goes. Sure. I think it was still in circulation up until pretty recently. I think because he's close to <clears> finishing <throat> this remaster, <clears throat> he has the power and the sway certainly within Fox to be like, nope. I don't want anyone watching it until I have yeah, my a, better version. This is a out Fox there. joint. It's a Fox wow. joint. This was the beginning of. Oh no! I, well, I'll get to this. This is an interesting detail. No, because Aliens is Fox, right? Right. Yeah. But he starts a deal right after Terminator Two, his Lightstorm deal. Oh yeah. 
And is that's that, is that I get final cut on it, everything. It's the away? deal that gives him five hundred million dollars. <throat> that's what the deal is. He to makes, work with yeah. him. He makes a deal after Terminator Two that's for five years and five hundred million dollars. And part of that deal is he gets an additional half a million dollars to finish the abyss four years later. Yeah, he fixed the abyss with that deal. Yeah. So theatrical is nineteen eighty nine, and then they re release it ninety three. Because after Terminator Two in ninety one, he's like, "Give me half a million. I'm he bringing ILM back full force." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what? Catherine yeah. Bigelow gets to make Strange Days. Yeah. You know, he does all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I just love that it's like five years, $500 million. He makes two movies. One of them costs $115 million. The other one costs like- Twice as much. $250 million. A movie called Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Um, all right. But, but yes, Josh Josh and I are currently uh, working on something together. We're shooting something together. And thankfully, I like, you know, I, I we'd been talking about Cameron on set and talking about the abyss. And then I was like, oh, of course, we should have you on and realized it was unwatchable. I'm seeing you every day. So you're able to bring in the thing. But the other thing is we are currently working with a cast member oh of the abyss. Oh, my God. Chris Elliott. That's Chris Elliott. is in the show. And me and Josh were talking about this off mic uh-huh. uh, about how he he's not in. He wasn't in the nightmare part of the shoot. Right. Because he's up on the boat up. Top. I think he got pretty clean. He, he didn't have to clean. go underwater. Yeah. He's in one location the whole time he, on the boat. They probably shot him for like four days. He sits in a chair. But he apparently looks at a control they panel. still did. I didn't <clears throat> I didn't get to ask him about this. Uh-huh. But apparently they still made him do. 30 takes, you know, oh, of I'm sure. whatever Jesus per scene. Christ. I'm sure. I don't even remember a fucking thing he does except look at a control panel. He's, I mean, he's he's very charming in it. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. one of those great, like, yeah, he, he's well he cast. gets his moments. Yes, he's in well cast. Sure. He plays Bendix. Right. But that's the thing. Like, in a movie like this where you have a lot of people looking at screens and delivering information, mm-hmm. what you want is an actor like Chris Elliott who's always going to make it a little more interesting than it's written. Right. A little nuance. Yeah, there's just some weird stuff going on. Like, he's not going full get a life, but he's doing like some weird characters. <sighs> Stuff. Yeah, there's an eye twitch movie. in there. He has a hive, you know. Uh, well, that's you, just something about Mary. What? Did you, <laughs> did you, uh, Woogie, uh, five comedy points. Uh, yeah, Woogie. Did you hear, um, Bridie was telling the story about, I think she was telling it, and then when he walked in, she so stopped Bridie, telling it. we should it. say Bridie Elliott. Bridie uh, Elliott, who was also in the show. So we're working yes. on a show right now called Thanksgiving, in which Chris Elliott plays our father, mm-hmm. and we are two of six siblings, including Bridie, uh, uh, Chris's real daughter. Um, uh, yeah. six uh, people who look identical. Did you? Oh, my, oh, all of us. Uh, we cut from the same cloth. Uh, yeah, comedically. Uh, <clears throat> and did, did did she tell you? Was it the one about the laughing, the yes. close encounters thing? Yeah. Okay. She was like telling it, and then when he walked in, she sort of stopped the story. Like I think mm. it was like because so, then we were talking about the abyss, and we were holding up the DVD, and he was walking in like the room, and I could tell he was like, "Are they gonna fucking like big time me? Are with they so, doing like, make something? Me big time them? Yeah, he's a great yeah, guy, right? Right. But but I could tell the unease of like, are they doing this on purpose? Right, Do they right, know right, I'm in this right. movie? Gonna ask me to sign. That, that was the thing. Gold I was literally sleeve. holding up a gold sleeve <laughs> DVD and like like. So gesturing you didn't talk stuff. to Chris Elliott about the abyss. We didn't. But Bridie, okay. his but daughter, Bridie, his daughter, was like, "Oh, my dad has a really funny story about the abyss." And we're like, what is it? And it's like, there's the moment where he's like sort of laughing hysterically. I think when they sort of like pull it off. Yeah. And the thing comes up and he said he did that take as a goof. He was parodying, uh, what's her name? Melinda Dillon and Close Encounters. Encounters, right. And he was doing his impression just like, okay, this take, I'm going to do my Melinda Dillon thing. And that's the take they use. Hey. Which is kind of funny. It doesn't stand out. It like doesn't. it works. Well, he's a good actor. I mean, he was yeah. doing an impression, but he did it realistically. Well, it's an ensemble. I mean, I just yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah, exactly. They're but you know, for one scene, think like, well, what the fuck's Chris Elliott doing? In yeah, like, what is he? Oh, yeah. You know, no, it works. It works. It definitely works. It's probably the best moment of the movie. Now that we think, talk about <laughs> it's it. It's probably the <laughs> best moment. In the it's film. probably what it's all building toward. 
But this is the thing I find very interesting about this movie. And I realized, I was like, going into watching this time, I was like, have I ever seen this? Because there was a period in high school where I would just like, whenever I had to fucking do homework, I'd put a movie on, you know? Sure. Like, there was a lot of whatever was on TV I'd watch in the background, sometimes depending on how hard the homework was or how rebellious I, I was feeling, I'd watch it more or less closely. It's like, I think I've seen it, but maybe like half watched it or whatever. Yeah. Watching it, I was like, no, I think I've only seen pieces of this. Same. Um, and the interesting thing is, like, I realized how little I knew about it, but you have, like, your core trifecta of Ed Harris, mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantano, and uh, Michael Bean. Mastrantonio. Mastrantonio. Mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Bean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, they were the, what, the three biggest stars of the 80s, right? Yes, your no Harris, question. Yeah. Elizabeth Mastrantonio, and Bean. They were the three musketeers of Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, right, yeah. right. They're, they, then they went, they're, in, they're the three amigos, right? right in the movie right. Three Amigos? Yes, 100%. Them. And yeah. then Chris Elliott was the D'Artagnan. Yeah. He was sort of the fourth. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of yeah. Course. Um, no, but I was, like, so surprised watching this. Like, you're used to movies like this, especially, like, James Cameron movies, where you look at the supporting cast of, like, the grunts, and you're like, oh, that's that guy before he became that thing. Oh, you're going to make a point that I made, was going to make as well. It's really interesting that, yeah. like, all the actors no. in this just sort They're of... They're nobody. Were nobody. They and were, like, like, good, solid character <laughs> actors. Who the just, hammer punch dude, what's his name? Like, ca- Captain in real life. One of the guys killed himself a year later, and apparently oh, he was, right. like, the only certified diver. Yeah. And the oh, dude with the mouse, I want to look that yeah. up. the dude with the mouse is Todd Graff, who directed uh, Camp, oh, an Anna really? Kendrick movie. Okay, and he did two other films. Oh yeah, look oh, at shit. him; he's bald now. Yeah, Here, his Wikipedia picture has him hugging <sighs> the actress Kiki Palmer. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you know, it, it's weird that all of them sort of like you know, you you keep on going like, oh, someone's gonna pop up in the background. Yeah, he yeah. wrote and directed Camp. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I felt the exact same way. He's got these weird. Um, like, like I don't know, this weird skill for picking actors who you never see again. Right. I guess in this movie. I'm trying to think if it's true of other movies. You it's look not at Aliens so and it's like, okay, like... Those guys mostly pop up I don't feel like I've seen stuff. Sam Worthington since Avatar. Well, that is true. He, yeah. Well, he was put in... He was, you know, he's still on Pandora. Well, the crazy thing... Yeah. He is still stuck on Pandora. The crazy thing is you saw Sam Worthington so much before Avatar. Like, they did the best. Sure, because he'd made Avatar, and then he goes and makes Terminator Salvation, and he makes that movie where he's, like, on a ledge. Right. I think Clash of the Titans came out, like... Clash of the Titans. I think came out, like, two months after Avatar. Yeah. Like, he had, like, five It was all lined up, yeah. And then it just, like, done, you know? He's a little bit the, of a Jim Caviezel, a pop-up doing correct. a man of interest. Maybe. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> not person, but no, 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 man. Yeah, we're, you know, let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the, the MRA version man. of yeah. Yeah, yeah. people of person. It's of a interest. lot more specific. But there's like you kept on looking. So it's like you know Paxton was like not really a big deal before Aliens, you know, and he obviously became a much yeah, bigger. Yeah, no, you're actor. right. This is an incongruous. And then someone yeah. like Jeanette Goldstein, who never got huge, but it's like character actress who worked in a lot of big movies, Cameron mostly Cameron other movies. things. Yeah, but like, you know, look, Michael Bean is the king of these people because he's just in. James Cameron movies. Right. I know he's in like The Rock. He's in a couple yeah. things, but this is it, right? This is pretty yes. much the last we hear of Michael Bean. It's weird that yes, and it's weird that the, that Bean is the like, only. He might one. as well have like popped under the ocean, correct? Like a balloon, correct? I yeah. agree. It's weird that Bean is the only one of the usual Cameron regulars in this movie because he usually has like he's going to give Goldstein something. Paxton's in most of them, you know. Like, Bean, like he's got a yeah, circulation of the same actors sort of over and over again, and in this, it's like. Just Bean, and then Chris Elliott feels like that's the kind of personality you would want, like on the actual ship. 
Yeah, and let's instead, make the tech talk funny. Right. Instead, he's like the point guy. You know, like yeah, he's, he, like, sort he's of, like in the first five minutes in the last ten. Right. Like he's not really in the movie at all. But he's yeah. kind of the actor, the type he's of the actor. He's the fourth one you remember. Like, yeah, he is. He absolutely you know? is. He's yeah. the only other person in this movie I've yeah. ever heard of. But even like picking like Riser right after Diner, you know, oh, yeah. it's like you kind of expect all the other people to be populated, the cast be populated, and it's like. Well, also, I mean. As Ben and I were talking, he's yeah. like, "Who's the who's that woman?" Like Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio was like the hottest ingenue it's right crazy. now, For and like she 10 disappeared. Years, she was humongous. I mean, to look at her Wikipedia, I don't think she's made a Did movie she since Stop After Perfect Storm. Like basically, what? basically, yeah. that's she, basically her last movie. Last... Twenty two thousand two. Is that right? No, her last movie is The Perfect Storm. Maybe she's really? like Ellen Barkin and married like you know the heir to Maybelline or something. She's married to a much older director she's who married directed to, her and stuff. To Pat O'Connor, an yeah. Irish director who made movies like. Dancing at Lufnaza, oh. Circle of Friends. Oh, you know, not not like a big director. So she's done like TV since then, but hasn't done a movie since she did a movie called Tabloid in two thousand one. I've never heard of, but it was That's pretty not much a real movie. Storm. Yeah, but you look at her career, right? So it's like yeah. okay, uncredited extra in King Comedy that doesn't no, count. No, it doesn't. But then her first movie is Scarface, Scarface. right? Where she's the sister. Fuck. Okay, right. Then her second movie is Color of Money, for which she gets an Oscar nomination. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Then Slam Dance. Then The Abyss. Then January Man, where she meets her husband. Then Fools of With Fortune. With Kevin Klein. Yes. That's not a bad movie. Then Fools of Fortune. Then Robin Hood, Prince right. of Thieves. And then that's Oh, it. she was made Marion. Oh, yeah. And then it, like, stops. Like, then she, like, still works, but in stuff that doesn't really get released, and they're more and more spread out. Mm. And then, like, there's nothing big in between Robin She's Hood, Prince of Thieves, in, um, and Perfect Storm. She's very good in Limbo, which is oh, a basically that. unseen movie, oh, a John Sayles movie David with uh, Str- David Strathairn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good movie. <clears throat> that was almost The River Wild, but not. Yeah, like, in the woods. it has a weird twist. It's a good movie. Um, she was a really good. And actress. she's good in The Perfect Storm, yeah. but uh, yeah. it's a it's a, not a big role. It's mostly just her yelling on her the on radio. a walkie. Yeah. 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 Come back here, Georgie. Come back here. But I remember seeing like for your consideration ads for that. I mean, I think it was a little half-hearted, but one of those made like half an attempt yeah. to be like that's a good supporting performance. Did you know the studio really pushed to have <clears throat> Michael Bean get a yes. st- get an Academy Award? They apparently put a lot of money that into was, that, which is uh, misguided. Like, he's very good in this, but there he was no good. way he's he was good. ever going to get no, an Oscar no. nomination. If he was in the whole movie, yeah. doing what he's doing in the movie, cutting his maybe. arm under the table, right. yeah. But like when he cuts his arm under the table, you're like, whoa, how crazy is this guy? Wait, yeah. I thought he was just a little me. Right. But yeah. Anyway, we'll get there's to essentially it. like he's fine. One ten minute stretch where he's really playing the mania very well. Sure. And then that dissolves into big, yeah. big fights. Yeah. Like that yeah. dissolves into big fights. And then it dissolves into crashing submarines into each other. Right. And before that, he's right. just kind of like a grunt. He's right. like a. Yeah. Can I do some some setups? Yes. Yeah. Let's do some setups. I'm gonna do. Some we love setup. context on this show, oh, Josh. I know you love context. We've, we're fucking connoisseurs of context. Slime is driving my cab. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the context you need because otherwise you wouldn't understand why the cab was so crazy. <laughs> why does this cab smell like hot dogs? Oh, context. Slimer is driving the cab. Of course, it is Slimer driving the cab. That's a great Slimer. Tasmanian devil. Or, or, uh, all right, okay. James Cameron, he makes aliens. Huge. He's on top of the world, yeah. right? Yeah. He's married to Gail Ann Hurd. Uh-huh. His it's producer on the Terminator. Does she, make, does she produce aliens? I can't remember. Yeah, she does. Yeah. He reads about deep sea divers in National Geographic, and he's like, you know, you know him. He loves water. Okay, he's into water. But this was the start of his deep dive. This is the start yeah. of him. I think he just was a fan like, of water in sort of an abstract way, and then it became a real life. <laughs> he habit. saw water, and he goes, "I want to put actors in that." <laughs> he writes. <laughs> Wait a second. He writes a script <laughs> that's very obviously based on where Mary, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio is playing his wife. 
And Ed Harris is him. It's so obvious. Interesting. They yeah. are married yeah. while he's writing the script. They right. split up while the movie's going into pre-production. They are divorced by the time the movie comes out. Wow. This movie and she is remains certainly as producer. I mean, it's like they're charting. stuck in a submarine together, having to work together, mm-hmm. despite being at wit's end. Well, she produces T2, but that's it. Yeah. That's the end of their relationship. Wow. She produced that's this. Big... No, she produced right, this, right, for right, sure. Right, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, T2 was probably no, but, contractual because she did the first one. No, of course. One. But like, it is fascinating on... to imagine. Yeah. Like This movie's playing out. It's yeah. the worst shoot. I'll get to that in a second. In Pretty much in recorded Hollywood history, along with like The Revenant and, yeah. like I don't know, Days of Heaven. I mean, yeah. not, not Days of Heaven. What's uh, it called? Uh, Heaven's uh, Gate. Heaven's Gate. You know, um, Waterworld. It's like the Waterworld. big ones they it's always one talk of... about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and like, yeah, they're not married. Like they're, or they're breaking up. And the movie's about like a broken up couple who they figure it out. They get back yeah. together. They love each other. He's got the big ring. Uh, but anyway, you, you have to wonder crazy. if there was some sort of like attempt at self actualization there. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't know. He's a he's romanticizing shit so much, right? With this, they divorce after the movie comes out, or sorry, yeah. after the movie finishes shooting. Okay, they're like very divorced by the time the movie yeah. comes out. Okay, the movie we just got this is it's set mostly underwater. Forty yeah. percent of the photography in this movie is underwater. Right. They had to build special cameras to shoot underwater. Yeah. They had to build two tanks because there was no tank in existence that was large enough to shoot in. So they built two tanks that are like a gazilla. Uh, sorry, I've got it right here. 7.5 million gallons of water in these tanks, 55 feet deep. And the and homophobic they, capital of the world, too. Uh, in the in the Cayman <laughs> Islands? Or, <laughs> well, right. No, yeah, no. It's in South Carolina. South I'm Carolina. sorry. South just Carolina. just okay, before different. I forget, sidebar. Because that, we so already, they still got some there problems There were so great there. whites there. So. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the sharks. Right. You're talking great about Caucasian <laughs> some unbelievable Caucasians in that town. Um, just before I forget, because uh, it triggered, the, and sure. we already opened this can of worms, the Orson Scott card thing, because someone threw out, like, do you think the reason the movie isn't available is because there was a big sort of Orson Scott card backlash in the last couple of years? And there's always a bit of confusion as to whether or not he was instrumental in the writing of the film. Sure. Cameron wrote the script, then gave it to Orson Scott Card, like before they were filming, to, and to said, do a like, novelization. And can you deepen it and sure. give more Maybe backstory to the characters little, yeah. to, for the actors to use? So it wasn't just like broaden it for the audience. I got you. That was a big thing was like Orson Scott Card was writing additional backstory for Bean, Master Antonio, Ed Harris that all of them were like using. Like right. they were right. accepting the details that he was writing. He wrote as their canon. character diary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but so, has no official credit on the film. Right. Right. So they covered this tank with a tarp. Also, it's a homophobe. It needed to be dark so that they could light the movie. Okay. So just imagine you're Ed Harris. You have to get in a 55 deep foot deep tank yeah. of water in a su- fucking submarine. You have no idea you're going to be doing HBO's Westworld. In <laughs> you're you're, you're not years. thinking about you have that. No yet. idea. You're liked, a glimmer in his eye. You liked Westworld. You don't know the you're going to do the hours you don't know. <laughs> well, no, he knew. He, he knew. that no, one he, he did. Josh, yeah, let's be he honest. He knew that for a long time. Always the hours. My friend Nicole. <laughs> um, but then, like, and then they're like, "Great, you're underwater. Let's put the tarp over, so it's total darkness." And can we go one step further? <laughs> How fucking depressing is this? Can yeah. we go one step further for a 15 minute set piece in the movie? We will drown you. <laughs> you're in the tank with the tarp, and your helmet is also filled with water, so you're double submerged. And the water in the movie is going to be like experimental water you can breathe, but in real life, it's just water we made pink, <laughs> and you just have to hold so your breath. So wait a minute, this fluorocarbonated, fluoroxygenated sure. carbon water, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the in they utero, really utero did water. put their heads in this water. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. So they were breathing, quote unquote, this water. Probably like f- fucking yeah, fancy strawberry, for like, like whatever forty seconds yeah. at a time or yeah. whatever. But so, you look at how much screen time he has with that helmet on. 
I mean, it's a nightmare. I mean, even if you're there doing must have like, been some shots they did where there was some kind of like screen play, between yeah, like him. But there's there are scenes that he was submerged. His face was submerged in water because yeah, they have to. You, you know, the physics of just how his face is sort of like swelling oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah, 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 you can yeah, tell yeah. even just the way it's moving in there. But you also have to think like, okay, so there's maybe like. I don't know what the longest single shot without an edit of him in the thing is, right? But even if you go like, okay, Ed Harris can only hold his breath for like 30 seconds to a minute, so we can only shoot that much at a time. That means that it probably took like two weeks to shoot all of that shit. Uh, because he's probably got a solid 10 minutes. The movie took, uh, the movie would shoot for, the movie shot for six months, Jesus 70 hours a week, oh my God. six days a week <laughs> on an isolated set that's mostly underwater. On their right. day off, they all cried. Yeah, on yeah. their day off, they, well, here, I just want, I want to lay this all out right now, yeah, just yeah. so then we can talk about the movie with the just movie. all that in mind, you yeah. know? Um, the, when the rat breathes the water, that's the actual yeah, experimental water. It's actually yeah. breathing, and that scene is not in the British release of The Abyss because it was seen as cruel to animals. Wow. Um, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. David grew up in England. I did. Yeah, he yeah. drops it a lot. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio literally freaked out uh, when they were shooting the scene where she's getting revived because they ran out of film on one take while he's like whacking her chest oh and she's God. topless. He still slapped her in the face and she walked. And out. she so apparently she screamed, "We're not animals!" and refused to shoot anymore. So all the shit of Ed Harris yelling is to nothing. He he had to react off of nothing. Wait, so the film ran out and Ed Harris as a, a, I assumed the explanation was that like he's a method actor, he was in the moment. I, I don't know. He's just still wailing at her. I don't know. Insisted on on continuing to hit her? I no, I don't know about that. Josh is just saying that he's oh. just he's just oh, making that up. he he really did slap her in the face oh no yeah he for, sure slapped her in takes, the face and right. then the camera ran out right and cameron didn't Tell stop her. it right, and, right. It. and then she and it right. kept going that's insane so she refused to like ed harris said that, that's not even the worst that happened ed harris said at one point he was driving home and he just burst into spontaneous like sobbing and like couldn't stop and he had to like pull over and just like sob for like Half an hour or whatever, you and, know. And look, not to talk out of school, but Ed Harris is known as being one of the worst temperaments in Hollywood. Yeah, he's a grumpy man. I have a you know a lot of friends who have worked with him in different capacities over the years, like you know at different set positions, and even on just like a nice little movie that's like swimming along, they're sure. like that guy. That's the toughest actor I've ever come across. Mm-hmm. Like he's just really particular. Yeah, and is real a, hair trigger. Is he a giving actor? Like, is if you're good, is he gonna? I imagine respond him being very present. He's such with a good you. actor. He's such a good actor. I do think there's probably a bit of a thing. Like, what do you? How do you set him off? What? How do you bug Ed Harris if you're making the hours where all he has to do is sit and on? And also, window, so. did him and Vigo just lock horns? I mean, because come on, that's the thing. I would imagine he's kind of one of those guys where he gives a lot to his actors if he feels like they're challenging him. Sure. Right, like right, he right. doesn't work in a in a like gentle collaborative way. It's like right. we have to fucking like lock horns and push each other yeah, harder. Right. He and wants harder to, and harder. yeah, sure. He's he's he's, a, he's antagonistic. He's he's like Pollock. I mean, that's why yeah. he like he always wanted to make a movie about Jackson Pollock, who was like the most gigantic fucking shit asshole in the right. whole universe. And he right. was like, this is the guy I need to play. Yeah. And that's also like what makes him a good actor. Like that's sure. the very quality that he brings across in his performances where it's like, Ed Harris just seems so serious minded about everything he's doing. I had like a friend who was like a first team PA on a movie he worked on. And that position is literally your job is to get the actors and be like, hey, they need you on set now. Sure. Right. And right. you go to right. hair and makeup. And he just said every interaction that was just him doing like, my job is to right. say like, Ed, hey, they need you in hair and makeup. Yeah. Was just like I mean, it's what was the movie? 
Uh, I don't even remember what movie okay. it was. It was a smaller thing in okay. like the last ten years. It was like an independent film. So just, just I just want to wrap all this up. Uh, there was a lightning storm that tore the tarp to pieces. So okay. they then had to shoot only at night. <laughs> and uh, some of the divers, night shoot some of the underwater. divers' uh, skin was burned and their hair turned white because they were under the water so much. It was uh, chlorinated. Yeah. Right. And uh, Jesus Christ. Michael Bean says he was on set for like five months and acted for three weeks. You know, it's like that. So it was a lot of also just like waiting and yeah. sitting and like doing nothing. Uh, the movie cost about $70 million to make. Uh, the original budget was 43. Uh, Ed Harris will never speak about it. He says, uh, I'm never talking about it and I never will. That's <laughs> his quote about the movie. Mary Apparently Elizabeth- there's a documentary called Under Pressure that's supposed to be. Ooh, little- I'd like to see that. I mean, that's that. a great title. Also say Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio said the abyss was a lot of things. Fun to make was not one of them. That's all. That's all. It's all I got for you. I just wanted to give you guys, you know. Uh, that having said, pretty good movie. Yeah, decent movie. Pretty I good. don't know, but it's like it's interesting. You know, you hear about what a nightmare Titanic was to make right. or whatever. Like this one, and like you're like, well, you know what? Like they got a fucking movie everyone remembers out of it. Like the abyss isn't quite that. Uh, I agree with you, but I also think like is the abyss one of the five best movies Ed Harris ever made? No. No, we, National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. <laughs> uh, I wish I had four more right off the dome. Um, no, what I was going to say is, though, I think the difference between this and Titanic is Titanic is like, ooh, that was complicated, but boy, they made this transcendent thing that connected sure. with everybody and right. broke all the rules and whatever. This movie gained some power from how burnt out everyone Well, it's is. kind of Revenant-esque, right? Yes. Although I think this movie's better than the Revenant. I think but, inarguably, sure. infinitely better. But I, I think there is something where, like, this movie is, A, it's the saddest movie Cameron's ever made. Yeah. I think. It's, got it's this, very haunted. But it's, then it's very haunted. But then it, then it ends happy, which doesn't work. That's which sort of part of the problem. feels a little jarring, yeah. and I think that's probably where I didn't know the, the context of the divorce happening sure. while this movie's Maybe happening. Maybe he's trying to fix things. Yeah. And, right. Because I think the better version of this movie ends with them split up. No, the better move- version of this movie ends with him at the fucking bottom of the ocean. With the aliens, and he stays yeah, down there, and right. she thinks he's dead, and she goes on with her life. Sure. Because Wait, that's- the, the, the only version I feel like I remember is we them should say this movie. at yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rekindle. So that's yes. what everybody in the world We're saying saw, that's the unquote. idealized version of the movie that doesn't exist. There's a version... Wait a minute. So this was not shot. This is us he's, rewriting. Uh, he's saying he wants it to that's be That's what I way. want it oh, to be. There's a you know? There is indeed a better... Right. Because the two fake-outs they do with the deaths in the movie, spoiler alert, where each oh, one yeah, has course. the near-death experience. I yeah, was guys, like, spoiler alert. Yeah. We're going to spoil the abyss. <laughs> 1989's abyss. <laughs> both, both times that happened, I was like, I'm going to give this movie a lot of credit if they kill one of them off because there are a sure. couple that shouldn't be together yeah. and they're both married to their work and it like makes sense for one of them to have to make the sacrifice, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, if you want to talk about like, the most autobiographical version of this film, in hindsight, it's 2020, you probably didn't have the self-awareness to do this at the time, is like she goes up to land and goes on with her life and James Cameron stays at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> yeah, and right, gets just out being again. happy. Right. That's where he wants to be. Like, he doesn't really understand human. He... The, the, the aliens yeah. are the worst part of the movie, like, in terms of their, like, their purpose the little liquid the butterfly? Come on. <laughs> That same thing later went on to control the body in Independence Day. It so. does yeah. kind of look like it that does. thing in Independence Day. Yeah. I, and ILM made both movies. And like, here's, worked on both here's movies. another crazy thing. That same they thing. They might have been like, let's just like, put some you know, goo on the, on the abyss alien. Come People on. don't know that. How hard do we know this? For? But those Welcome same things, they, they were in the abyss. They were the same things in Independence Day. And they also wrote uh, things to do in Denver when you're dead. Great. And they did, <laughs> they they did a great job. They did a great job. Yeah. 
It's a solid script. Is I'm, that the movie with Christopher Walken and Andy Garcia? Yeah. That's when correct. He goes, yeah. Well, you can suck my dead dick. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a really good. Oh, Josh is like a master impressionist. I, I know. He's, 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 he's busted a slimer. Out, he's he's busted out three yeah. impressions. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I remember about things to do in Denver and Dead. Not it <laughs> has a good line. It has Buscemi as Mr. Shh. Right, like he's like an assassin <laughs> called Mister. Ah! It was like that movie, Things to Do in Denver Dead, is like the ultimate like post Tarantino, Tarantino yeah. jizz movie yeah, yeah. where they're just like gangsters. Yeah. Everyone's got a weird name. Treat this is Williams good, right? Ate his own shit, and he talked about it being spongy. Yeah, like that. Kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> do you have an Ed Harris? Have you ever done? No, it? but I better be something close to the like. <clears throat> no. At some point, you're within range. You're you're in your 80s Harris right now. Now I was just watching Westworld this week, and and he's now just he's so gravelly. He's so far down the register. Got him in a fucking a history of violence. Oh, so so is the best. That's what he's vulgarity. That's what you want from him now. He's just a man who walks into a room and everyone's like, I don't want to. I don't want to even sit next to this guy. Just very quickly get shot in the head, and then it was about William Hurt, and that he gets killed like the halfway point. But the first half, yeah. he's in a lot. He's yeah, in yeah, a yeah. lot because he he's the one who like shows monologues. up to the diner. Yeah. He's like, "I heard you killed a bunch you, of guys. You kill people. You're sure nice, Vigo." I like, just remember yeah. he says Fogarty so much in that movie because he's trying to call Vigo. <laughs> he goes, "Here's what's bugging me. I'm thinking about this guy, Fogarty." He just keeps saying Fogarty. Um, Fogarty. I think Fogarty. he like dies like right at the halfway point. Yeah. Maybe it's a little past halfway. I no, need to watch that movie lawn. again. It's, it's on, on the lawn. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, because then. Then, is it then he has the rough sex with Maria Bello on the stairs? Yes, after that. <laughs> and, then, the and then, and then, I mean, because like the last part of that movie, the big hurt William Hurt. Yeah, the yeah. Big Hurt comes in and he, yeah. you know, he lays it down. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Big Hurt is so incredible in that movie. It's one of those perfect. <laughs> Did they get an Academy Award yes, nomination? Got an Academy like Award nomination. Six minutes. And six minute they monologue. campaigned Harris harder. Right, that's what I was going to say. And he won some critics awards. Like he's yeah. also good in the movie. Right. And then, but no, he Harris can't. got a little so. fucked over because he. I think he would have gotten nominated if William Hurt, if anyone else had played the William Hurt role. I think Ed Harris would have gotten a Best Supporting Actor nomination Jimmy, that year. what the fuck? There's that, like, scene at the end. Yeah, the first half of the movie, you're watching uh, Harris, yeah. and you're like, this is unbelievable. And then when Hurt comes on screen, it's hard to remember the rest yeah. of the movie. No. Joey, what the fuck? Or oh, what yeah. the fuck, Joey? Yeah. Rohim. 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 Listen. <laughs> That you was fucked we, with me. We were also ready for William Hurt to just like own shit for another ten years, and he kind of didn't. It was he sort of a bummer. Didn't. It was weird. Yeah, he was then he so... did Stephen King's Dreamscape, uh, <laughs> Nightmarescapes. Anyway, Nightmares and Dreamscape. It was really <sighs> odd because it Harris, like that was man. such a good like kind of comeback performance. Yeah, especially buried deep in the movie. So Eddie Eddie Harris. Eddie Harris actually. Hey. Can I say something about Ed Harris? Hey, guess oh. who it is? <laughs> I was waiting for you to come in, Benny. This is a wet movie for you. Oh, I love it. Soaking wet. <laughs> This, of uh, course, the man who loves him wet and loves it big. I've said that on the podcast before. It's true. Producer like Ben. Wet. Ben Hosley. Yeah. Ben Deucer. Uh-huh. Purdue Ben. Birthday Benny. Tiebreaker. It's all true. The poet Laureate. Our finest film critic. Yeah, yeah. White Hot Benny. The Fuck Master. He is not Professor Crispy. No. Despite the fact that his audio is crisp. And we've had some people recently in... Reviews on iTunes oh, yeah. say that it's very hard for them to not call him Professor Crispy because they notice how crisp the audio is. It's crisp. But and I understand it. the struggle. The struggle is real, but you have to fucking hold back. Do not do it, please. Green with a hello, Fennel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do that. Call Mr. Hositive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to portmanteau it. Yeah, that's he cool. has, he of course, it all. graduated to different titles over okay. the course of different miniseries. Right, 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 right. Producer Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Kylo Ben. Ben I Chamelon. Mm-hmm. Ben Say. Yeah. 
and of course, regrettably, Benny Lane. <sighs> yeah, not a fan. But hey, whatever. The fans, that's what they want. Benny Lane, that's his name. That's uh, his name. Hello. Yep. Yeah. Benny Lane. Uh, it, the thing about this intro, as it gets longer and longer, the comment that I'm about to make is so stupid, and it really builds I know. It up. Uh, to me, way. that's <laughs> the funny. You're like, hey, I just wanted to say one thing. We're like, oh, it's Ben. <laughs> yeah, All right, he's yeah. going to say something. <laughs> well, and I want to reassure Josh that he is our finest film critic. I am. I'm really good with that stuff. Um, hey, How many I, apples do you give it? I give it. Uh, <laughs> On the Rosen scale. Yeah, I'm going to give it. Neil uh, Rosen. I'm going to give it two and a, and a half. Ooh, Ooh like a chomped in apple. Are those are the apples wormy or are they maintained pure apples? Mm, good call. Good call. I'll but- say <laughs> I'll say one's wormy okay. and one is non-organic. Oh, interesting. Are we talking Granny Smith, Macintosh? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ooh, Granny geez. Smith because this leaves a little bit of a tart kind of okay, taste in my okay. mouth. Oh. Uh, Do you have a point to make, Ben? Yeah, the mealy uh, apple's a Macintosh. <laughs> it's a mealy apple. Uh, and then the half-eaten one, <laughs> let's say, is a pink lady. A um, pink lady. Oh, yeah. Those are really good. They're, They're from Australia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ben, what was your point you wanted to make? Oh yeah, uh, as a bald man. Uh, Ed Harris oh, yeah. is looking real fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think great. I'm gonna go for an Ed Harris kind of look. Has Ed Harris? You should go. You for really? He's still got that hay-colored yeah. hair. Like yeah. he's got the horseshoe, but yeah. it's got it's like hay-colored. Mm-hmm. I I did have that thought watching this, where like, d- did Ed Harris ever have a full head of hair on film, or did he pretty much hit like already? I don't think I ever remember that. And I was <clears> watching with this, and I was like, he would actually look bad with hair. I, I think he's one of the few. His head yeah. is so perfectly shaped, and I think his face would look small if he had hair. Yeah, he does have a tiny little lemon face. He's got a tiny little lemon face. <laughs> lemon face Harris. Uh, what had Ed Harris done before this? What was like the, the direct lead up into this movie for him? Earlier. Well, I was about to give you some Harris. Okay, I yeah. was going to get... So he's... Master Antonio's on a roll. Bean is, is Cameron's guy. You know, so he's in some stuff, and then I feel like he's in like Night Riders and like weird shit in the eighties, in the early eighties. Okay. Then he's in the Right Stuff, which he's fantastic. Oh, right. Oh. That's eighty three. Right. Okay, as John Glenn. Yeah, and then he's, he's fantastic in, in that movie was notably a big flop, but he's phenomenal. Big in flop, but yeah, he didn't get an Oscar nomination, did he? But he really deserved. It. I think uh, Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard's the, the only one who got the nomination. But you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Then he's in. He's in Swing Shift. He's in Places in the Heart. That's like a big role okay. yeah. with Sally Field. Yeah, and she wins an Oscar. He's kind of not, he's kind of just coming up. But this is, I mean, this is a big He's step. in that movie, that Alex Cox movie, Walker. Oh, right. Which is a cult hit, but yeah. not a, certainly not a big. And he's in Jackknife with uh, oh, yeah. Bobby yeah. D. He's like the second lead in that, the sort of Vietnam, the angry Vietnam vet movie. But this was definitely a big step to make him the lead big of a sci-fi step. temple. Yeah. Like that was an unconventional choice. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That is was that, he in Glenn I Gary? think that's the year after. He is in it, but I think it, that's the year after, right? He's Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is 92. Oh, no. 92. Oh, no, he's okay. not the boss. Kevin Spacey's the boss who gets yeah. pissed on. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, the hothead. He's the Ed Harris type yeah. in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Yeah. Now, after this, he's in like State of Grace. Then he's right. in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. He's in The Firm. He gets but I feel like it's four 90... Academy Award nominations. Hidalgo. Well, it's, it's, well that's, that's a yeah. lot later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hidalgo. Josh was just doing the math in his head to double check that he was correct. Bone Tomahawk Hidalgo. I don't even know if he was in Bone Tomahawk. Apollo 13 is when he, I feel like, is just cemented as like- What's that about? One of our finest <laughs> So good in that Have you movie. seen the first 12 Apollos? No. Yeah, it was a sequel to that. It's oh, just, yeah. okay. Um, that, that's his first nomination, right? 
Uh, that is his, I think, his first uh, Oscar nomination. He's nominated for that Truman Show, The Hours. Right. And uh, I feel like there's another no, I think one. There's a fourth one, but I'm forgetting what it is. Um, Did you say Pollock? Oh, he's nominated Best oh, Actor for and Pollock. And Pollock. For sure. That's yes. right. Yes. He's yeah. nominated for Best Actor. Yeah, but let me that's guess, it. Apollo 13 set in space. So you know how they do that with franchises? They eventually put them in space. Yeah, the 13th one, they finally go to space. It was yeah. Apollo 1 teen, Apollo pre teen, uh, <laughs> Apollo panteen. Uh huh, cool. Uh, I got a Apollo see trustees. Wow. I, I'm Five totally comedy points. Out of the loop. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah. But he's never won an Oscar, which is a crying shame. Yeah. And it's he also should have won for Apollo 13. It's interesting that he had a good run of stuff in the 80s, right? Yeah. And he's done good work since then, but he has four nominations all within like 1991 to 2000. 2003 is his last one, or 2002. 95 to 2002 are his oh, four nominations. Oh, he never hours. won. He okay. He never won. won. So it's he, less than 10 years he gets four nominations. Sure. And he could get another one if you. I feel like I he's, think if they do an Apollo Ovaltine, I think he might actually. I think, that's I think, the I think one. Apollo yeah. Ovaltine. He's just. <laughs> when, oh boy! Oh boy! I think that's supposed to be real. He settled into a bit of a boring groove. Yeah. Um. Like you know, like he's great in Snowpiercer. He's, sure. But like, and he's really good in Westworld, which is out right now. Yeah. And like he, you know, but it's all these sort of like. I don't know, reserved kind of old guys with like who are haunted and they only have like a couple big scenes, you know. I don't know. Controllers, you, you know, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, let's put Ed in a corner, shoot him out in two days and have the <laughs> least amount of yelling, I think is how they look at it. I do think That's what they do with these guys. older guys. Like, oh, that's yeah. What, that's what they, they do with... I worked with John Hurd. That's what you do with John Hurd now. <laughs> Not that he's anywhere close to Harris, but yeah. you put old grumpy dudes in a corner yeah, and shoot them out. out. Shoot him out. You put him in one location. Uh, do uh, I get to wear a cool wig? <laughs> I do think there's something where, like, he's one of those guys, and this happens to a lot of character actors like that, where they'll get, like, a stack up of a bunch of Oscar nominations a short period of time. Yeah. Never happens again, right? They, like, never get the eventual win, and the nominations stop happening. And I think he is so consistent that we really do, like, kind of take him for granted. Like, yeah. you look at something like Snowpiercer, and it's like, well, that's Ed Harris. Of course Ed Harris is great. He's doing the thing he does well. It's, he's good. He's a good actor. Yeah. But if that was, like, a performance from a guy you hadn't seen before, you'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, if, Yeah, that's you know? for sure. That's or for sure. if it was even coming from, like, an actor you hadn't seen do that before. But oh, I lady. think, like, he's never really given a bad performance. No. And even when he does, he does a lot of paycheck stuff. You know, he'll be the heavy and a lot of shit, you know? He'll be a heavy. He's happy to do... Like, he, Run All Night, the Liam Neeson movie. He's, like, fucking great in, you know? Yeah. But it's just, like, well, they sh showed yeah. up. They paid him $5 million. In, he did his work. They shot him out. He's in Pain and Gain. I barely even remember him. He's, like, really one. good in all these movies. Yeah. But he does a lot of movies that aren't as good as he is, you know? Yeah, and he does, he does good work in them. He should direct another movie. Pollock is good. Yeah. He did a Beethoven movie, I think, that barely got released. And he, like, went on a whole public tirade about, like, United Artists had fucked them over on the oh, movie. Oh, yeah, copying Beethoven. Yeah. But he didn't direct that. Oh, he didn't? No. I no, think he, he directed started. one other movie after Pollock. Am I wrong about that? The Postman Always Rings Twice. No, that was, that's Jack the Nicholson, Nicholson one. He did Postman Always Rings Thrice. He, oh, that's was the right. one that he Because I thought he also did um, The Postman Always Things Mice. And I know it doesn't make sense, but I know he tried to get off the ground. It was, uh, yes, it was sort of a, a more of a non-narrative, impressionistic right. version of. Right. He, he did direct another movie. Okay. Just to, he directed. Appaloosa? Appaloosa. <laughs> Appaloosa. That's Not what you were dog. thinking. Which, how many apples do you think yeah. that got? 
Appaloosa? Uh, Appaloosa was probably like yeah. three out of I four. That's so. like an open range. Okay, you know, I just want to say Duval. That has, that has Vigo in it as well. Right. Who I feel like he loves Vigo. I think they, they are both sort of like irascible, like give it all, hyper masculine. It also, it also right, has. I have to look up Hidalgo because I don't know where that came from. Is I think he he's in, in Hidalgo. I think you're right about that. Vigo Mortensen is. Is the lead. I think Harris is a supporting oh, antagonist. J.K. Simmons. In that. Oh, Omar Sharif I, is in it. I think it's just similar because Vigo's in it and it's a Western. Oh, Hidalgo? Are you talking about Hidalgo right yeah. now? Is yeah. it Harrison Hidalgo? Joe oh, Jones. I don't know if he's no, in it. He's no, he's not. Fuck. But, just, but he saw it. He did see but it. But he's in Appaloosa with right. Vigo. Yeah. That's why. It, it, Hidalgo was Vigo's big star movie after The Lord of the Rings. Right. It kind of, you know, did okay. Didn't really happen. But like it's like a $100 million Joe Johnson movie that no one saw. Big fucking crazy movie. Anyway. Can I just say something before we get off the subject of Appaloosa? <laughs> sure. I, I get bummed out when I see movies that are that transparently just begging for apples from Neil Rosen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. if you're fucking modifying your title just yeah. to get a good Apple score, that's a little sad. Indeed. So The Abyss came out in 1989. <laughs> he was the voice in Gravity. All right, sir. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's like a little Apollo 13 joke, yeah. right? Um, but the, the film's not successful. It does, I think, $90 million worldwide on $70 million budget was released in the middle of the summer. They thought it was going to be a big blockbuster, and it opened at number two. It was released in August, which uh-huh. is the later end of the summer. So maybe they had some inkling, like, okay, we shouldn't put this up against the biggest players. But I'll say August is also historically, Augie Doggy is when you release, like, kind of your more, like, serious-minded I suppose, adult blockbuster. back in the day. You know, it's, days, you're it's... sophisticated, you're sort of, you're green grass. You've tipped your hat three times. Yeah. You've tipped your imaginary hat yeah. three times. You release a born in no, October. <laughs> Certainly, you know? I mean, he made... Aliens, like, yeah, he's yeah. making a big sci-fi movie again. Like, of course they thought it was yeah. going to be. I mean, yes, the actors are not. But Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio was pretty big. Yes. Most Physically. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a pretty slight one. Yeah, I want to work with Ed Harris now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my heart is not big enough for my body. Mary, can Under you, giant, uh, Mary, action. <laughs> Hi, how are you? She completely changes. She's Ant-Man. Um, <laughs> but the heart just doesn't change shape. Uh-oh, yeah, right, my right. heart does not change shape. <laughs> yeah, right. She's the opposite of the Grinch. Um, I, do, I do think, you know, the other thing with the August, though, is like this, this movie is very much a movie for grown-ups. Like, this is not oh, a movie yeah, a kid would is, uh, ever yeah. want to watch. It's it's right. not R-rated, right? but it should be. It's yeah. what divorced dads took their <laughs> this daughters is a, to yes. This is in a movie about getting divorced. Right. Hey, yeah. Amy, you want to go see a, you wanna go see a bice? I'll get you a cherry soda. <laughs> it's a real dad movie, too, as well. Because it's, it's a total all, fucking... Dad, you know, it's like There's John Cusack fucking... and Grace. That guy loved Abyss. Does anyone <laughs> that know guy, what I'm talking the, about? The that character in, probably. In that widely seen film. <laughs> John oh. Cusack in Grace loved the Abyss. That's the only divorced father character. Yeah. Well, Is he divorced a widower? by death. Yeah. D- right. widower. Divorced by death. The greatest divorce of all. Coming to uh, CW11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause for divorce, Grim Reaper. Um, Just Patrick Warburton shrugging. She was divorced from this mortal plane. Uh, Patrick Warburton plays the Grim Reaper. <laughs> With a Sith, just shrugging. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're going so deep up I our know. asses on this one. <clears throat> it's fine. Like like The Abyss, we're doing a deep dive. Um, I just think, yeah, this is a movie that like is is very... Um, I think it's interesting that James Cameron only gets broader after this film. This is like his most sort of mature, serious-minded movie, you know? Yeah. It's very long. It's very I obsessed feel like with process. It it's is. about characters who cannot express their own emotions. It is. It's also 
like angry at like the state of the world, yes. but in a sort of mm-hmm. undirected way that's not yeah. like doesn't it doesn't clearly really express it except for a very like basic we should all not nuke each other sort of I guess Which, like you know I agree with sure yeah uh, good point Jim I guess so yeah uh, agree uh, good job yeah it's so but like uh, cold the first, war the, the first hour of this movie is the really haunted hour where yeah. like it has that whole long sequence where they're exploring the crashed sub and there's all yeah. the corpses floating around That's it's the just thing. so this movie grim. just has this pallor over it where you Ugh. can see how fox was like okay this is a big blockbuster sure but this is an adult play like this isn't like a family like no. have fun at the summer blockbuster mm-hmm. sort of multiplex kind of movie this is like we're gonna engage the minds of yeah. like sort of on action on a grown-ups. crab will crawl out of your mouth underwater <laughs> right. actor number three right Right. You know, this is like, uh, th- you know, that's what it is. And it takes a long time for like sort of the big flashy like uh, popcorn visuals to happen. And even when they do, they're sad. Like it's a sad. But it was a better payoff than contact. Like at least yes. you got a glowing butterfly alien out of it, not David Morse. Like I think, yeah, you know, at least I, there was a little bit more of a I agree. And they um, typed to each other, which was a thing. And the effects on David Morse were really bad. They hadn't perfected David Morse yet, so he didn't quite look photorealistic. Right, 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 right. It, well, they didn't quite Simone David Morse yet. Because uh, there are a couple scenes <laughs> where it's clearly like a stop motion puppet right, and then there's right, an animatronic. Right. In fact, this is a clip from the uh, original screen test for uh, four contact with David Morse. <laughs> Hi, Jolie Foster. Hi, Jolie Foster. Hi, Jolie Foster. Okay, we they have to shut it off. They couldn't get him to learn a character's name. That was the biggest yeah. problem was he kept he on referring to the actors. Well, the facial name. recognition was I have to call he her by her real accused. name. Of course he knew who Jodie Foster was. <laughs> I, he'd already seen yeah. Nell and he had to call her a real name. <laughs> I, d- um, I ducked out and I don't know what's happening. Identified Jolie Foster, actress. I like her. And we're back. That, I dug that clip up for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very no much. Problem. Um, you like con? I like. I like contact. Too. I like both of these movies. I think it's they're funny, very I also, similar. I saw Arrival the same day that oh. I saw this movie, oh. which is excellent. Ex- I'm coming out to good. see it. So, yeah. but it's very similar to this movie in yeah. theme, not in presentation. That's Dennis yeah. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Dennis Villeneuve. I like that guy. I love him. I, I didn't like see Enemy, pictures. but I heard about this. Oh, I, you would love Enemy, I, Josh. I, I, really I, ha- I like that guy, and I think this movie is me thinking like, all right. He's got the goods. You know, before yeah. then, I'd always wow. been like, oh, I like your style. Arrivals is satisfying. It's satisfying. It's very sad. Uh, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Yeah, I like yeah, my yeah. sci-fi. Because they, they sacrifice a goat to a hand or whatever. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> to a yes. hand yes. alien. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, there's a thing. This and Contact are very similar movies mm-hmm. in that they were like directors coming off a huge, like mainstream four quadrant successes, mm-hmm. doing like serious minded. Time to do my talkie. Right. And it's like, this is my like serious technical sci fi movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, even when aliens come into both films, it's not very fantastical, you know? I mean, The Abyss gets there in the last 10 minutes. Right, right. And I guess Contact does at the beach. But other than that, it's like kind of real world, hard sci-fi yeah, sort of stuff. philosophical. Yes. yes. Serious-minded actors, like and that kind of thing. And this is honestly barely a sci-fi movie. Right. Because the sci-fi of the part of it is like, submarine well, there's movie. some yeah. aliens. Right. Like, And they don't really, like, oh, they must have to live underwater, yeah. like on their planet. Are like, you guys privy to this longer cut where the yeah. aliens were more malevolent and controlling the waves? And yes. And we're going to flood us all? That's, I didn't even put that together. That's, this that's on this DVD. I That's did. the cut that I watched. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even put so, that together. I guess I just never saw the that version. Ex- the extended cut, which is like half an hour longer, yeah. also includes, at the beginning, a lot more talk about like the Soviets and right. like- the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, just to sort of- A lot of Just to set that yeah. up. It sort of, that was all cut out of the, the shorter. He right. only had final cut on this movie if it was two hours and 15 minutes long. That's why. Yeah. Anyway. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I do think, like you look at this in contact and both films were like very hyped up. 
kind of met with like, yeah, it's pretty good from the critics. Didn't really do that well financially. Certainly made no Oscar imprint. And then both, I think, have kind of gained steam over time. And I think the difference between this and Contact is Contact is a little glossier yeah. in a mm-hmm. way that I think hurts its serious-minded ambitions. But, yes. This movie's very steeped in just sort of this pallor of, like, work-a-day fucking sad Yeah, well, sack. he likes roughnecks. He likes, yes. you know... Blue-collar. He likes the guys who drillers. are... But, but I'd say this is the roughest he's gone. I mean, I think it's kind of like... Yeah. You compared this to Avatar, certainly, you know, which is his next, like, roughnecks movie, and that's when you're going, like, really, really broad with mm-hmm. it. And this he's really steeped in, like, it just fucking sucks for them. Like, all these guys, like, look shitty, and they smell bad, and yeah, they're sad, you know? Yeah, the ensemble's good. They're, like, yeah. they look One of good. them has a pet fucking rat, you know. sad, what a, what sad a weirdo. Jeez, he gets so worried weirdo. about the rat. But I'd also say this is, like, weirdly kind of his least emotional movie. Like, it's so bottled. Mm, I don't know about that. This is a pretty emotional movie at the end. I think it pops at the very end. The resuscitation was the only thing. I mean, I was actually, I saw it on a plane recently because mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought, why not? Uh, it's the length of time to get yeah. to Los I, Angeles. I love a long movie on a plane for that very <laughs> yeah. reason. You know what? I'm going to watch this whole movie and then we're almost going to yeah. be landing. And also type. Um, I once watched <clears throat> Avatar twice on a plane to London for that very reason. I was uh, like, two avatars is going to get me to London. And it did. I I took a trip. I flew to Australia once. Oh, my God. Which wow. is crazy. I did it when idea. I was like. It's like nine avatars. It was like nine yeah. avatars. It was a bunch long. of avatars. Yeah, it was like crazy, yeah. And they didn't even have avatars at the time, so they were saying that, and the measurement of time made yeah. no yeah. sense. Um, I went, I, my, one of my best friends from middle school moved to Australia, and I, I went to Australia and stayed with his family for like a couple weeks, which was really fun. But um, flew to Australia by myself. I was in coach with, the oh. rest of coach had been bought out by like a school trip. It was like a college oh, group God. or something. So I was like literally in the middle seat, in the oh. middle aisle, in the middle of coach surrounded by, like, 20-somethings, and I was, like, 13 or 14, and they were all, like, high-fiving each other and doing whatever. And they, like, played, like, you know, eight movies or whatever over the course of the flight. And I remember that it was just, like, I would sleep during different parts of the flight, and whenever I would wake up, the movie I had wanted to be awake for had just ended, and then, like, the Uh. shitty movie would start. And twice I woke up, and they were playing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. They played it twice on one flight. <laughs> what a nightmare. Like they were like, your in-flight movies are going to be Runaway Jury, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, G. Lee, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It was the only one that was repeated. Oh. <laughs> but they just screened League of Extraordinary what Gentlemen two times oh. within eight hours. God. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Uh, from New York to Orlando, you can watch uh, three episodes of uh, House Hunters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the no. Garden Network. Is that with uh, ads or not? Is that like a, you know, 22 yeah, minutes or minutes. half hour? Oh, yeah, with ads. Yeah. Okay, so, so you could probably fit four in if you're watching on like an iTunes and you have that a 22 minutes. That is true. Cut. I use the provided TVs on JetBlue, but uh, if you've got it, if you've got access. If you got it, flaunt it. Is right. that what you would say, Ben? Absolutely. Yeah. I say that all the time. Also, yeah. Curb Appeal is a good show. From here to Dubai is 91 high-maintenance web videos. Uh, yeah, you can watch the entire web series three times. You can watch all of College Humor Originals to get to Philippines. Uh, <clears throat> How many originals do you think? Because now they like list them on IMDb as if it was a TV show, like oh, every short you guys ever did. Oh, my dick. Ugh. God. But is it like nine? You've got as many credits as Ed like, Harris. Yeah, like, you have as many credits as Ed Harris yeah, just really, from doing that many college like, humor like originals. 2000, but you know, yeah. it's 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 sectioned like a TV show. Right, so right. It's the like show is called humor, College Humor Originals. You know, right. 2,000 episodes. Right. That's the thing, because I have like three episodes of College Humor Originals, which yeah. makes it seem like it's, I don't know, I just yeah, You did, play like, George R. R. Martin a lot. I do. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, like, it, sound, just, I it credits you as mostly George R. R. Martin. But the George R. R. Martin I do on College Humor to get on a tangent uh, is basically. Yeah, Charles I think we could Durning. use a tangent. It's been a little while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, oh, that's your Charles Durning impression. I think it's. I've just realized. Like I'm. I. I didn't even look yeah, up. Give the, us a little. I didn't even look up George R. R. But it was like you know he talks like this, and I also <laughs> don't know anything about. Game of Thrones. I don't know any of the names. Yeah, so. that's better. So, Targaryen and the dragons. So he talks like this. He talks about things. And you know, but you could very easily say, "Get a job, Sister Lebowski. <laughs> that's Get a, a job, sir. That's a very good. What makes a Durning? Man? And I had never heard anyone do a Durning before. Maybe Durning's I should great. do that for my Snatch Tap. A hundred percent. Looking for a new one. All the people that know Durning, uh, follow it with a uh, Richard Griffiths. Uh, who's also fat and died, but not British. Let's um, do all the great dead fat guys. <laughs> hey, it's Ventura. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness, Ace. Oh, my goodness, the history boys. He always would uh, lead in the title of a movie with, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he was a pro. Oh, my yeah. goodness, Ace Ventura, too. <laughs> Have you ever seen that TV show? I ask you because I know you lived in England. Sure. There was like a TV show. Uh, by the way, we're talking about The Abyss, 1989. Yep. Uh, yeah, do you ever yeah, see yeah. that James TV Cameron. show? James Cameron. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you ever see that TV? show that was like um, Richard Griffiths is a detective <laughs> who starts a meat that. pie shop. No, I have not seen this TV But then show. they come to him and they're like, dude, no one's as good as you. And he's like, look, I'll do one more case, but I want to make the meat pie. And he's licking his fingers for yeah. six minutes. It's called Pie in the Sky. No, He it's runs not. a meat pie shop. Half yeah, of each episode's about meat pie shit. I remember seeing the trailers for it on some like wow. BBC DVD I had, maybe no. like a Mighty Boosh DVD or something. This was happening when I just moved to England. This is a mid '90s show. I do never heard of this. But there's there's this. I've heard of Rosemary in Time, and I even saw Rosemary in Time, in which uh, there was about two gardener women who were in their 60s who also solved murders. Rosemary in Time. There, Rosemary I, that's time. a great title. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna misquote this, but it's a moment I, whenever I first saw this trailer on a DVD, I rewound it and watched it like six times in a row. And it's something I found so funny. I've never been able to like bond with anyone else over this. Forty episodes of high in, in the sky. sky. Do you know what these are called? By the way, just to give you, this is an actual term for the genre. There's lots of these kinds of shows. How good in Britain. is that poster too? They're yeah. called cozy mysteries. Cozy mysteries. They are. No. It's basically it's like mystery shows where like don't worry, there's not there's not going to be any funny business. There's no sex stuff here. Oh like my you know. God. So I'm going to misquote this, but there's a part where they ask him at the end of like the this DVD trailer they play. And the, and the song they play, the theme song is so funny. It's just like jaunty jazz kind of thing. But um, he's they go like, what is it that draws you back to mysteries? And he's like, well, I just love when all the elements come together in one oh, moment where, where it all makes going. perfect sense. Oh, no, and what his chef from the background goes like, like cooking. And he goes, well, yes. Yes, exactly. Like he's realizing for the first time that his two passions are one and the same. You'd think that I'm showing you two posters. <laughs> oh my god! But this is zoomed in. The same fucking. I mean, can you, there's there's literally a poster within the poster. I guess. Well, because it's just, the poster for his meat shop. Yeah, his meat pie shop. Oh my! This feels god. like a good time to announce that our next miniseries is going to be going through every episode of Pie in the Sky. Yeah, we're oh. not going to do that. Yeah. So in 1989, <laughs> James Cameron made The Abyss. So The Abyss is a movie. Yeah. It's about an abyss yeah. in the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's the, a submarine. It crashes. That's the beginning of the movie. Crazy submarine crash. The One of the main guys who keeps on going like, sir, it's getting closer, whatever, looked so much like Michael B. Jordan that it kept on throwing me off. Interesting. He looks like identical oh. to Michael B. Jordan. I don't think I picked up on that. I looked okay. him up. I think his name's like Michael Beach or something. And present oh, day- Oh, it's Michael Beach? Is it Michael? I think- That's yeah, a real actor. He's a real actor? 
uh, was he? I'm going to look it up now. Michael I didn't look Beach up his other actor. credits. I'm sure I've seen him in other stuff. Oh, yeah. He looks totally different in this movie That's than crazy. he looks today, but looks identical to Michael B. Jordan. Has the wow. same Michael B. Jordan mustache. Really? Like the shape of their face. It's also he's yes, mostly Michael, shot. Michael Beach is in it's this Michael movie. Michael Beach. Wow. He's mostly shot in profile, so I don't know if it's just like at that age, at that time, at that weight, with that like hair wow. and mustache. From that angle, he looks like Michael B. Jordan, but it like kept throwing me off. And I be believe like, his line was something effective. Uh, Captain, I'm chronicling some activity. And he looked at yeah. camera and winked for six seconds. He said, hey, this leak certainly isn't fantastic for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was good. Uh, uh, he was like, I'm back. I'm uh, number 45 now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. <clears throat> regardless the number was of retired. Your, regardless of oh, your oh, creed, oh, oh. everyone <laughs> can work here. Uh, I he did. was in ER, Michael Beach. He was in ER. Okay. Uh, he was the, the guy who gives Dr. B- uh, Nurse Boulet uh, HIV, then comes, comes back, gives her hepatitis. He's a real jerk. Oh he was God. her husband. Oh. Uh, he was on Third Watch for many years, okay. if you remember Third Watch. And he's recently in Pitch. He's oh. the dad. Oh, how is Pitch? Eh, okay. a little pitchy. No. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Twelve comedy points. It's no oh, hitch. No. It's no hitch. It's no hitch. And what is? Um, um, but I, I did. I paused the movie and went to IMDb to be like, was Michael B. Jordan's dad well, an actor? Michael B. Jordan might have been a zygote when this movie. That's was what I was saying. Yeah. I thought like I must be looking at his father because it's splitting image. Anyway, shit. talked about that. So enough. he's freaked out by what he's seeing on the radar here, right. right? And they're going crazy, and they're like, man, the hatches, and it very quickly becomes this thing where it's like they know they're doomed. Oh yeah, they're done, and they're just trying to sort of. Make it as painless as I possible. I don't understand why the aliens took out that submarine. I don't either. And did they ever explain that? No. No, they do not. It just has an encounter. With... They have an encounter right. and then they're all dead. Yeah. And they're all dead. And then, you know, Ed types to the butterfly in the end. and Right. Yeah, I didn't even really think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a just lie. the inciting incident. Look, Whoa. it's the inciting incident. Whoa. Maybe whatever. It reacts with hostility because it doesn't know what's going on. I don't know. Like, sure, we don't have to think about this. Right. I guess the movie doesn't want us to think about right. it. Right. That's Michael Beach's job to think about it. Anyway, yeah. they fail. <laughs> Cut to now. Here's the big ship. Chris Elliott's on it, throwing out some stand some spice. in the place where you live. They weirdly play the Get a Life theme song. They do. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they sort of go like, okay, this is trapped at the bottom. Mary Elizabeth, Master Antonio. Everyone's like, oh boy, this one. Yeah. They basically are like, she shows up and like, oh God, what a bitch. Like they just start like, oh, she's the worst. Yeah. Uh, Uh, and you're not even. Call her a bitch a bunch. Yeah. I was going to say, you're not really paraphrasing. They directly call her a bitch a bunch. And while resuscitating her, he says he calls her a bitch. He's a fight you bitch. Yeah. Yep. They, her like nickname is like the bitch. Yeah. Like they don't really think too hard about it. Nope. Now, James Cameron has a type uh-huh. uh, of female lead in his movies. I would say like Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio is a little Sigourney Weavery, a little Cheap Linda Hamilton. Nothing good. Nothing better yeah. than Cheap you know, bony brunette. Like he likes to write these women who are whatever. Like they can play in a man's world, or right. you know, like it, it's a little old-fashioned, I would say, these days, but I guess in the 80s, it's still like kind of unique, I guess. But here's but an he's, interesting thing. He's laying it on way too he's thick He's laying it on way one. too thick. Way too And now, thick. of course, knowing <laughs> me and my history, I'm going to want to view every element of this movie through the divorce angle. Right. But I do think his female protagonist is usually a sort of like hard-headed, strong-minded, stubborn woman who is ultimately correct. You know, which is exactly oh, sure. what Galen Hurd is, believe it exactly. or not, and Catherine Bigelow there, exact, exactly, exactly. I mean, 
But in this movie, she's kind of everyone's like, you don't need to, you know, everyone's kind of like, okay, take it down a notch. Right. And it doesn't feel like she ultimately proves them wrong. Right. I feel like the movie ultimately is like, yeah, she needs to take it down a notch. Like this feels like. <laughs> so much so that she should drown herself. Right. This feels like the one movie where, like, he makes the woman, the, like, his female lead get kind of soft at the end. Mm. And it's like, there's a there's a little bit of, like, the Jurassic World thing in this movie. What's the Jurassic World thing? Where it's like, oh, she's the businesman, she's a careerist, uh, and everyone's, you, like, no, she's family not like relaxed, that. relaxed. Not, not to an extreme Look, degree, but more so than all his other female protagonists. My, no, my problem with this movie is, like, when she arrives, they set her up as, like, ah, oh, this is the one everyone hates. Yeah. No one likes her. Right. And then she shows up and everyone works with her fine. She sort of integrates yeah, with like the crew. Yeah. I guess she's mean to Michael Bean, but Michael Bean's a problem. But then she has yeah, a monologue a about her five brothers and why she had to fight for everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, it doesn't, to me, it's like, it's too obvious or something. It just, they're just, yeah. I don't know, why is, it, what, but you, the divorce shit is interesting. It's no doubt. I just think this was the <laughs> one time where he was feeling weird animosity you know like yeah. like i mean we've always theorized that like because it's all about strong mother figures for him mm-hmm. that he clearly his mother was important in his life he doesn't really talk sure, about that this she, is not that this right. feels like he's not making a movie about his mother he's making a movie about his wife that he's divorced guess, especially mm-hmm. again you know the movies around this one are both about mothers like aliens yes. and terminator 2 are like they're, those are all mother about characters this yeah. is not this is a wife yeah, character right. yeah and some of the deleted uh, dialogue lo- includes you're a bitch gail um, and uh, they had Gail to Ann. obviously, lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a bitch, Gail Ann Hurd, right. my um, wife. But, but uh, and then they cut not... out the David Morse robot entirely <laughs> because did. he couldn't stop saying they that. Out Let's not forget that, like the fucking, he saves the aliens from he saves the planet by typing "love you, wife" yeah. on his little typey, yeah. his little speaking <laughs> spell, right. Yeah, uh, so they, these aliens, the aliens are just so touched glove. by yeah. the fact that, yeah, his power glove. Imagine <laughs> what they do if they saw a sext, you know? They called off the waves just for love you, wife. They saw a sex. These guys might give us a I fucking... mean, they would have saved so many humans. Saved us so fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, they would have given us a whole other yeah. planet. Saved they us like saved two the or galaxy. three times. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, so Ed Harris is like, has like an oil rig. He's like the foreman of like an experimental deep sea drilling rig or whatever. It's kind of like petroleum. There's still a Facebook page. Okay, all right. He's kind of like uh, this is kind of like Armageddon, but realistic. Yeah, it's like it is what how this would actually work. Is like, well, we need a oil rig, so we're going to commandeer you guys, and you guys know what to do. Rather than like, yeah, let's put you guys in space. And train you to be astronauts because yeah. that's easier yeah. than like teaching someone to point a drill at the ground and turn it on or what? Like, yeah. It is very interesting that like I kept on comparing this to Aliens and Avatar because these three movies are very similar, right? They're the sort of grunts sure. on a mission. Yes, it, they, they all have the grunty. Yeah, um, and they're also like two different forces coming up against each other. That's very true. But movies. you can also put it in the in the Piranha two. Yeah, abyss, mm-hmm. Titanic, sure, axis. sure, Speed sure. control. It's, right. it's well, it really is the nexus of like yeah, all we're, the we're different camera crosses things. with our yeah. hands right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, other than the mother thing, it like covers all the main camera elements. Um, but what's interesting is there's a thing he does a lot in Aliens and Avatar where it's like first hour of the movie is really just hard setup. You know, mm-hmm. not exposition, but let's lay down the character pieces. Mm-hmm. Let's lay down sort of the story points to pay off later. And that's sort of alternating with getting to understand the technology of the world. You have all those scenes in Aliens. Mm-hmm. And Avatar before they really like disembark and get into it, where it's like, here we are in the hangar. You're seeing everyone operating all the stuff in the background. You're understanding all of this now through just sort of like exposure therapy. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the movie, it all pays off. And he does that here, except all the technology is real. Yeah, 
like it's fascinating that he's got these real things. Like he clearly just fell so in love with deep sea diving. as like, mm-hmm. well, this shit's better than any shit I could make up for a movie. Right. And it is amazing when you just look at the fucking like yeah. the little pods and everything, and the suits look insane in this movie. And you have to imagine that none of them were like designed. They feel like they're just the real thing. Mm-hmm. Everything in this movie was made for this movie. Really? Yeah. But I mean, but I think based off of absolutely. Yes. I mean, they had yeah. to make them because they well, couldn't because use the, the actual things. They had to put like an LED dollars. in the face well, mask. Well, also right. like, right, right, right. well, no, but even you know, you can only make these things in so many. They have to be yes. weird, boxy like right. creations. Like you yeah. can't make a sleek. Yeah, underwater thing, and then actually have it underwater and like bashing into another with underwater nipples. Thing. Th- yes. yes, some of them did have nipples. They are. That is true. They had a lot of nipples. They're very uh, utilitarian. All the mm-hmm. shit in this movie, like it looks cool, but it's just real. And I think even if they made all this stuff, they're not fantastical designs. He's not no. plusing the technology. No, he's not at all. It's just yeah. happening right now. Yeah, and, and it I'll... is cool. You're watching the process of how they do it, and even it just the woman cool. with the cowboy hat. Oh, she's cool. Mining it? casually. It's like this uh, is a cool world. These Lisa, people live in. one night standing. That's, That's a her name. good character. Um, but I was talking to Benny about how fucking long this movie is. And the Producer director's ben? Yeah. The Ben yeah, Big old Benny. Yep. No, we don't have to do that again. Big dick Benny. Uh, so uh, <laughs> hey. this movie is 170 minutes long okay. in the director's yeah. cut. Yeah. And I was just saying, I'm like, if you just said the plot of the movie, it wouldn't sound like it's long. No. Because it's just like, they go under the water, they find some aliens, yeah. bad guy tries to do something, they stop him, yeah. and then they meet the aliens. Like, it doesn't, it's not... But you complicated. could you could say the same thing about Avatar, and it is yeah. this thing. I think starting at Aliens, James Cameron becomes a five act structure guy. Sure, and not only is he a five act mm, structure, like Shakespeare. but he's doing five acts at the full length of what a three act movie would be. You right. know, mm-hmm. like some mm-hmm. people do five act structures, and you like, just squeeze it in. Yeah, because like Rushmore is like a five act movie, but it's like an hour forty. Yeah, you know? this they're a like lot short like Rushmore. Acts. It's the movie's very similar to Rushmore. Um, I thought it was weird that he put like the velvet sort of curtain mm-hmm. intertitles mm-hmm. in between each scene. The handwritten index card yes. title. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Right, the above, like perfectly I loved aligned. It when Ed and Bill Harris... Murray reaching back and hitting his kid in the little submarine. Very odd. Yeah, and Ed Harris made the OR scrubs joke. That was funny. He that landed joke is it. so good. That's, That's such, such a good, good joke. joke. And the girl from Ronan. <laughs> your favorite movie, right? That's your number one. My absolute favorite. Yeah, number one when uh, Stellan Sarsgaard captures the uh, soda that falls off the table. Holy <laughs> shit. That's a great movie. And De Niro driving fast. Let's do a Frankenheimer pod. Yeah, sure. Let's yeah, do, yeah. It. Franken- we'll do them all. Frankenheimer. A lot um, of split diopter. Yeah. <laughs> this is a five act movie, and he really likes <laughs> This is like, a five act episode. This is a five act episode. Um, yeah, this is going to be a short one, remember? Yeah, we Stand in. <laughs> I think the key is anytime we say we're going to do a short one, it ends up being long. We need to start saying we're going to do a long one maybe we'll get out of here in like 25 minutes right right um i do he does these five act movies so a he's telling a lot of story and he has these different sort of beats but b he also just likes fucking immersing you in a world he does like aliens has all that shit too where you're just like there's no real character dialogue the aliens don't show up up for an hour the shit you know in aliens the aliens don't show up for an hour terminator and terminator 2 the four main characters don't collide until an hour hour. or 45 minutes um but in the abyss that whole sequence that I was talking about earlier where yeah. they're exploring the sub and they're finding the dead bodies and they're looking at the nuke, like, uh, yeah. uh, missile silos and yeah. all that shit. You know, yeah, like, you don't need it to be quite as long as you do. It's not informative for the plot. We already know the sub's down there. Like, 
but he it's good. It, it it's it to me my favorite part of the movie. Actually. And it is sort of like you know there are a lot of things that James Cameron does that no one else does, right? I mean, because people it, he's he's an obvious punching bag. There are a lot of things you can easily sort of slam him for, right? And we're obviously Cameron defenders, but there's a the thing mm. of like he goes so broad, the dialogue's clunky, his stories are so elemental, he ribs so much from like other shit, but it is like. I mean, that's what the fucking Avatar thing. Like, the whole thing is he's somehow able to actually just, like, kind of place you into these worlds. Okay. And just through, like, the fucking minutiae right. of the day-to-day. I'm with you, but we got to move on. Jesus Christ. Well, I was trying to do what he's doing in the movies by no, doing that in the podcast. I'm going to kill you. Stand. <laughs> Please keep doing that, in though. <laughs> the place that you live. <clears throat> it's the end of the world. It is the end of the world as we know it in this movie. 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go down... You know, they go, we got to hire the people. Oh, fuck, it's my ex-husband. Mm, yeah, they yeah, go down you've to still the got thing. the ring. He's got the ugliest fucking wedding ring I have <laughs> ever seen. But useful. Very useful for stopping a pneumatic door yeah, closing on your else. hand. Yeah. It's like a, a nut, like yeah. a, a giant screw nut. Yeah, it looks like, like a testicle. Oh, no, no, a screw nut. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Uh, square. His blue arm, though, that- influenced Avatar. That is true. Yeah. The toilet hand. That's when James Cameron first had right. the idea he for Avatar. Tosses, that's, that's, that's actually a great... <laughs> I, I forgot read about that. that. It's a great scene. His he eyes tossed. rolled in the back of his head and he saw everything. Yeah, kind of like when the uh, food yeah. critic... For context. I see In you. Ratatouille. He tosses... He, she comes <laughs> on with a thing. She points out, hey, you're still wearing our wedding ring. And he's yeah. like, yeah, well, we're not officially divorced. Yeah. And he like tosses it into the toilet. And then he's like, ah, fuck it. He Gotta puts his hand back in to the like weird blue liquid, that like Amtrak toilet liquid, you know? Yeah. And then uh, pulls it out, and he's got a blue hand. Yeah. Just, just for the context, people are not going to yeah. see this movie. People are going to watch. It. Oh no. yeah, it's hard no, to watch. Not. That's the problem. Like, that's right. the thing. Um, but yeah, so okay, all of that they get together. Oh, we're going to go down. We're going to look at the submarine. Everyone's dead. It's really fucking unnerving. It's creepy. And some weird shit starts happening. Is the military with them at that point? They are. Yeah, they're they like commandeering. And yeah. then there's that big like disaster. Like it all goes wrong. Yeah. What the fuck is it again? It's like the thing the crashes collapses. down on top of them. The crane right. crashes down on top of them. Yes. And Michael Bean, who is Michael Bean's playing the uh, coffee, Hiram Coffee. He's sort of the the guy, the military sort of point man who's overseeing the thing. And he has no, a mustache. He has a real he mustache. He has a mustache. Can I say this too? Anytime he was in a wide uh, uh, a wide shot, especially because as pre-established, I was looking for character actors who became big later in like mm. the margins of this movie. I was like, there have to be people. He looks a lot like Joe Pantoliano with the mustache in this movie. Really? In wide shots, I, I kept on thinking. Well, he is wearing a beret. He is wearing a beret. He's wearing a beret, and I kept on thinking we were wearing a pair of pants. And, well, you know, we weren't. We weren't. That's the thing. I kept on thinking we were. I looked down at we were, pantsless. We were eating some beans. We were eating some beans. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so, no, but he's a dick. He's a piece of shit. And I feel like it's, dick. it's good because it's like the last two Cameron movies, he's he's the hero. He's a nice guy. He's the sweet boy. And we also have established, too, that one of the crew members has a mean right hook. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the the hammer. We've the also hammer. established yeah. that one of the crew members has a mean a nice, rat. Oh, I was going to say a nice rat. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, Michael Bean, they, they foreshadow a lot. He's there when they're talking about sort of this madness that can happen. Yeah, you go underwater, you can go yeah. crazy. It's like space the dementia. pressure gets to you and yeah. all the signs, you know. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. You, this is basically a space movie. Yes. I mean, like, underwater. right? It's just underwater. It's yeah. upside down space. I, the other thing I want to... S- I'll get to that. No, I'll get to that It does later. feel like that was his pitch. I have a point to make. So Fox just, was like, oh, space aliens yeah. in water. 
Yeah. What if I did Water Aliens? No, it's a good pitch. Right. And The Abyss, great title. No one ever had that before. And it great feels title. more yeah. grounded because it's like it, any sci-fi that thing opening... where you have to go up already is like straining like, well, we haven't been able to do this and, and find any life. Sure. To go down feels like, oh, that's possible. Less totally. wire rigging, it's great. Yep. And the title has two S's. That's two money signs. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's how he true. did the pitch. That's how mm-hmm. he did the pitch for Alien. Yeah. And then, yeah, the wrote abyss. alien that put the S and then turned the S into a money sign. If that you was rearrange apparently... the letters, Sabzy. I don't know why, <laughs> but. Sabzy. Sabzy, well, though. No, because one of the studio executives was Sabzy. Yeah. Everyone knew him Sabzy as Sabzy. Sabzy Films. Yeah. And he was like, uh, I'm Sabzy almost done, films. I'm almost done, but one more thing. The yep. great Sabzy mm-hmm. Films. Richard Evans' ex husband. Uh, so, yeah, he loved making movies. So they, 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 they flood the rig. There's an accident. They flood the rig. Some right. people die. Michael Bean doesn't seem to care. Hammer is like caught behind a door and they get him out of there, but he's in a coma. Everyone's bummed out. Yeah. Then Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio is just hanging out Taking outside some the sub. She's just chilling And on like top a, of it. a yeah. pink jellyfish like sort of swirls around her. Looks gorgeous. Looks cool. And yeah. she's like, guess what, guys? There's aliens underwater. And everyone's like, shit, you're Fuck right. Fuck you, bitch. They're pretty much on she's board. She's getting some of that. She's getting yeah. a little bit. She's of getting that. a little bit. I guess Ed Harris is like, Ed Harris get is get the fuck out of here. But it's when the tendril shows up. I guess. Yeah, is that, the that happens scene. like forty minutes later. She like says yeah. like they're like, what are you getting at? There's like a ten minute scene where she's like, it was weird, and they were like, so what are you saying? And she's like, I just I haven't seen anything like that before. And they're like, out with it, out with it. And she's like, don't think it's from this world. And she's like, okay, keep yeah, right, keep right, going. Right, and they eventually right. get to this netty thing where it's like the, non- uh, Non-terrestrial intelligence. Oh, right. hey guys, uh, I was wondering, did James Cameron invent drones? No. I don't think so. What do you mean? Because no. they're water drones. Oh, well, they are water drones. Not, I mean- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill know. all of you. They are water drones. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Are you from Philadelphia? What do you think water- Ben said it. I was copying Ben. Ben had a touch of the Philly there. I say it like that. You say it like and that. And I don't, I'm fine. I say it like that. Well, New Jersey and Philly are kissing cousins. Ah, uh, sure. You guys kiss, right? New Jersey and Philly? No, fuck Philly. Okay, well, uh, they. she tells them about the netties. They don't totally believe it. And then but this then this water alien tendril. tendril comes up. But look, when the tendril comes, yeah. there's still an hour and a half left in the movie. We're at the halfway point of the film. Ugh. If that. Right. We're not even, and it's. It was the first like real CGI effect in a movie. And the big basically. thing is, it looks like Mary Elizabeth, Master Antonio, and then it Harris. Like it's not super detailed because it's water. Right. It's a water snake that sort of like goes up. To, it's like a right. column of water, but then it turns into their faces, which is exactly what CGI was capable of doing at that time. Right. Like and mimicry. then like Terminator Two, it's like, oh, you can do a liquid guy. You can't do fine detail. I mean, it's why when Pixar was like come up with their first movie, they were like toys. Everything's gonna yeah, look everything's plastic. Flat. Alex plastic. Mack, you're a puddle. Exactly. Oh. CGI and, and, puddles. But she wears a hat. Yeah. She does. Alex Mack wears a hat. Puddle hat. A beret. Puddle hat, though. Sometimes. Um, but that, that was CGI at the time. It, it was a puddle industry. I mean, people were all about CGI puddles. Yeah. And Cameron was really at the forefront of that. Tendril comes in, looks fucking cool, That's, wins him the Oscar immediately. So, uh, <laughs> like here, for that the, one the, scene. The, the wins yeah. the visual effects Oscar. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the point I want to make, uh, and I'm stealing this from Peter Labuza, my buddy Peter Labuza, you know him. Not personally, I'm a big fan of his, his work. PDL, yeah. he said that this is Cameron, the closest Cameron's coming to making a Spielberg movie. Like, this does sometimes feel oh, like yeah. it. Uh, Lots of big reaction emotion. shots. Uh-huh. This stirring, in my opinion, completely terrible score by Alan Silvestri. I like the score. I hate but the But I'm score. a Silvestri fan. I like Silvestri and other stuff. He just doesn't match the movie. Alan's one of the people who said he'd never work with him again after this. Well, this is the problem. Interesting. Horner makes this, does this great score for Aliens, hates yeah. working with James Cameron, says, I'll never work with you again, eventually gets coaxed. <sighs> 
back for Titanic. Yeah. When James Cameron calls him and says, I want to go back to Titanic. You know, yeah. it's a great scene. Right. In, it's in the movie. Um, but, <laughs> the, but Horner would be fucking perfect for this. Like, you want, you, you need a more it. haunting score. Yeah. The score is like jaunty. Yeah. Like, at times it's like, oh, la, la, la. They're at under the, the water in at the, the end, bleak it gets way darkness. Too jaunty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say I read also that when they went back like four years later and did the special edition, Alan Silvestri refused to do score. Yeah, they had to do a new guy. A new guy did the other thirty minutes. I like Silvestri. I like him a lot. How bad could that have been? Like Cameron in the room going like you're wrong. I mean, just disagreeing with his flourishes. No, I mean it's so. How could you like be angry at your composer? Yeah, it's very odd. Uh, Silvestri, uh, for my money, uh, the only guy who has done good uh, Marvel scores. I think the only two good Marvel movie scores are the ones he did. I don't know why they didn't keep using him. I think too expensive. Uh, they they use cheap composers That's who will right. just reuse themes. Yeah, and they, uh, I disagree with you though. I think, really? I think there are a couple other good Marvel scores. We can talk about. I them think it's time. Captain America: The First Avenger and Avengers are the two that have distinctive themes. I that I, the themes are good in those movies. His themes are really his good. themes are good. The scores are fine. I think Henry Jackman's score for Winter Soldier is great. I think it's okay. No, it's really good. And there's, I think there's another one I kind of like. But there's a lot of bad scoring in Marvel Guardians movies. Is okay. Tyler Bates. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. an. Uh, anyway. Uh, Stand it. in the place. Oh, Michael Stipe's score on uh, on Thor: The Last World was fantastic. Really good. Yeah. 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 It was great. Yeah. It was just him saying, oh, Thor. "Ragnarok in the Ragnarok." I'm sorry. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> he quit halfway through. I quit. The one track, and they just weirdly kept it and looped it throughout the entire right. the whole no, movie. No. Loud, yeah, like, loud. <laughs> really loud. Like they, they have to shout over it. All right, okay. that's the other thing. It was they were playing it on set. They didn't even just add it in post. They no, were playing it on set. Back. Yeah, no. In every Sam. scene, Thor has to have a boombox on his on his shoulder yeah. playing that fucking loop. <laughs> Taika with TT insists the D the D battery budget on Thor: The Dark World was completely out of control. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Loki is taking over. Okay, Hamdale on the Rainbow Bridge. All right, okay. That one matched pretty well. Idris Elba. That, that, that hit the meter, though. Hamdale on the Rainbow Bridge. Hamdale on the Rainbow Bridge. I hate you. You, I love you, Josh. You're oh, I'm, right. I'm your yeah. best friend. I know we're good. We're the two friends. We are the two friends. Yeah. We're great. We're great. Are we supposed this, to make it through to the end of the like well, describing? Look, come on, this give is, us. A, come on, guys. The goal. Is, I mean, that'll take two hours. I mean, okay. the Mildred come. The tendril comes up. There's a storm. They're very upset. Yeah, there's a storm. <laughs> Do we see the storm? You sound like They're a concerned just, grandmother. I don't know. I mean, she she drowns. She insists on Saturday. Yeah, it's like I'm calling you on a Saturday, and you're like, I saw this movie, The Abyss. Look. <laughs> The hot one's in it, Ed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grandmas, Grandmas love Ed Harris. Love Ed Harris. Absolutely. Oh, they love a side Because he's of like Ed. the world's youngest old man. Oh, he is. Because he, how old is Ed Harris when this movie's in made? In this movie, my, my guess is 33. No! My guess is 33, no, and I think he so looks 54. Young. No, he's 38. No. He's he was 38? born in okay. 1950. Oh, wow. So he's thirty eight. Okay, okay. So he looks he looks basically age appropriate. Okay. So shit starts to go wrong. Michael Bean goes crazy. He starts carving lines into his arm. Yeah. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, But that's pretty cool. That scene. Yeah, it's cool, and he he has a really good chunk of performance in here. He does. It's a fun little part where he basically decides the alien tendril wants to take the nuke. I don't know. So yeah. He's, so he took. They have a tactical nuke that they took from the sub. Well, someone made whole, a really good yeah. point that he was at that coffee. Actually, thought what he was doing was good. Uh huh. And that's kind of what made it fun. But I don't care. 
Well, yeah, yeah then, you don't side with him because he's so crazy. I mean, if yeah. he didn't fucking he cut his, his arm, yeah. like, he had then a hand maybe. on a gun the whole time. Yeah. Too. The movie has this, like, red scare thing going on where they assume it's the Russians and then they realize it's the aliens. His right. kind of logic is, like, well, they're, like, Russians. They're the times enemy, two. too. And this Why is important yeah. to the point Cameron's going to hit us over the head with later. Yeah. Like, it's like, we can't just assume, you know, everyone's our enemy. You yeah. know, we can't just right. fire nukes at anything we don't like. Love Trump's hate. Yeah. Love Trump's hate. So they, uh, oh, and there is the thing earlier where he decides to go down. (laughs) He decides to go down to get the warhead from the submarine, and in doing so, endangers the entire crew. He does, right? Leads to the death. That's the that's the thing that triggers the crane collapse or whatever. Right. It's all yeah. But so this is the one Cameron movie where sometimes you don't really totally know what's going on. Uh, Even though he's still good at the spatial geography stuff, you know. Once in a while, you're like, wait, what? You know, who's this? Where is this happening? I was like, watching this and I liked the movie. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait to watch this two more times over the next eight years. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I think with like oh, four years that's in what between you'll do. Each viewing, I'll I get really... it. The rig's on the seabed, right. but right. then there's the trench. Yeah. So he puts the fucking nuke on a little drone, a sea drone, uh-huh. and it's going to go down and blow up the aliens. Tob McGuire, sea drone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sea drone's kid. With Jeff Bridges. Well, it sure is fast. Oh, that was good. I know. That's one Did of his best. Did you see Heller High Water? Hell, no. Oh, you'll love it. He's so good in is it. Is it like yeah. No Country, but he's in it? Yeah, it's like a funny No Country for Old Men with it Jeff is? Bridges is the most hilarious racist you'll ever he's meet. He's the no. funnier version of the Tommy Lee Jones cop who's just like, you know, no. Tommy Lee Jones is just sad and is like, oh, I don't understand these people. I had yeah. a dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like. It really yeah. is like that. Buddy. It's you got to see it. Let's all go there see it. There right was an now. N word yeah. in it, like that. It's like that. Yeah. He, he's mostly hitting on Mexicans though, because it's uh, Texas. Got he's it. got a Mexican Native American partner. Correct. And he slams <laughs> the guy. And he's just hard. fucking ripping into the guy the whole movie. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe you know, whatever. I mean, the don't guy is good, good. So Dude, you know, and like gives. Here. It's great. I yeah. don't know. Good movie. It, I, I, it sounds like I just said, there's this movie where he's a racist and yeah. it's great. You but gotta go see it. It is a good movie. <laughs> it's a fucking laugh riot. It earns everything it does, you like I think. It, Griff? I really uh, like I liked it a lot. I okay. liked it a lot. Yeah. I really like that yeah. movie. Um, anyway, we were talking about that. All right, when does he type the alien? Well, so, okay. okay. So then there, I just want to say, there's that big fight where they're both in the like boxy submarines. Right, that's what I was going to say. So Bean then- And they're kind of like the crashing arm, into each other. Bean's doing the arm cutting, and he's got the warhead, and he's like, I'm going to bring it down, blow up the aliens. Yeah. And that's when they're like, fuck, stop this. There's like an eight minute like fisticuffs brawl in oh, yeah, the water that's pretty before good, that. Where they're like swimming up in the moon pool yeah. and like whacking him from behind. It's, it's a well- Stage dramatic fist fight, but it also feels very incongruous. Now, in the movie after up the that hammer point. knocks him out, he comes back and then he gets in the thing. Correct. And goes that, well, that's the fight scene where that all yeah, happens. Because the hammer the wakes up from the, the hammer coma, fucking that's right. clocks him, that's and he goes right. like down. He's been gone for like fucking an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, fucking an hour and ten minutes. He's been fucking for an hour and ten minutes in coma state. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then, and then. Uh, um, right. So that that's the fisticuffs brawl, then the fucking hammer, and then they get into their pods, and it's sort of like a race to the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. to see if he can stop him from from blowing up the aliens. They succeed in doing that, in that they stop Michael Bean, but then he goes to the bottom. But that and the seems pretty there. cool when Michael Bean implodes. Basically, yes. that that's great, pretty good. Yeah. When he's in the sub and it's just going down, and the water yeah. that's like, glass yeah, cracks. Yeah. God, just soda like, can. Ah! Yeah. Just yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. But now it's like they just you know they drop their keys like through the slats of a porch, and they're like, oh fuck, we got to go down and get. Yeah, that we gotta bomb. get that fucking bomb now. Yeah. It's on like a little. It's like re- teetering on right. like a cliff. Right. 
Uh, so then it then it becomes this weird pink water. Let's put no no no. Ed you're missing. Come what, on. Which part am I missing? Because again, the movie's so fucking long. You're missing oh. the whole scene where Ed and Mary are in that in the other submarine oh, that right. sprung a leak, and she has to drown. Like she has to force to herself to, to drown so that she they can leave. That her blood will freeze, and so right. she won't die. And if he can get her back to dry land within, they 10 can minutes, like revive her. Yeah. It's it's that scene is is tough to watch. It's, it's really upsetting. well done, and it's you know I I have always said and he's so good. Hedda Harris is so yeah. That was good. that yeah. that is the hands down yes. And she's it really is. good in it, it too. Is. The freak no, out. she's fantastic. Because she does the steely sort of, this is the right thing to do. You and have then to trust she, me. And, but at the same time, she's like, this is so cold. Once I'm it's actually so scared. And she right. realizes like she might not wake up, the death panic kicks and she nails Well, it. that's the thing. She can't, you can't actually make wait, yourself wait, drown. Right, like, right. yeah, that's, you and they nail that. Your innate yeah. like, survival instinct is going to override that. Oh, God. I've always said that, and this was the one Cameron movie I hadn't seen, but that the most sort of viscerally effective moment he had ever put on screen was um, when uh, there's the moment that's like this in Titanic. I'm fucking forgetting where it's placed now, where they're trying to stay just above the water and the gates... You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Oh, of course yeah. I know that right. scene. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, the end of Titanic. Uh, it's when they uh, hit the iceberg. Um, but but he just has such a sense of water and everything and the tension <laughs> oh, of like no. drowning so and that fear is but so But this is visceral. where he's really learning it. You right. Know. And I Apparently, almost by think the way, this scene is more effective. Well, it's an incredible it scene. a better mood, but, but Titanic has incredible. Like, yeah. a lot of these types of scenes. Right. This is the scene for the abyss. Apparently, when they were going in to shoot it that day, James Cameron was like, huh, wait, so how do I do this without killing them? Like yeah. they had to think for a while because he was like, mm, I don't know. I that think he was a- kind of like, oh yeah, the water will be warm. Turn it all the way down, <laughs> yeah. and bring it in fast. Yeah. Don't cut. I think no he, matter yeah, what. I think, yeah, I think he was oh, like, God. Anyway, if but then, starts bleeding. Don't. He cut. he drags her back to then. They she's freezing. They there's like a ten minute CPR scene. He's screaming at her. He rips her shirt open. They're shocking her. They're back in her chest. They're slapping her face. You know, not, calling her a bitch. Not to be inelegant. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking lot. Not to be inelegant. Slapping them titties. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. It's Electri- all- electrifying them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jesus. It's imp- and that's the scene where she freaked out and was like, I'm not shooting this But anymore. when does he type? Well, then he types. <laughs> yeah. Look, he's going to, almost immediately, she wakes up and he's like, all right, give me the pink, give me the pink thing. I'm going to go down with the pink thing. Give me a typey thing. Can I throw out a question quickly? That's typey right. pinky. That's right. I got go to go get the bomb. That's right. Is them yeah. trying to resuscitate the uh, uh, drowned, Marriage. shirtless oh. uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastri Antonio <laughs> uh, scene the least, uh, the least sexual, sexual nude scene in scene. history? Pretty much. I mean, Ben, what did you call him? She's bone white. Yeah. I called him trauma titties. Yeah, she has those trauma titties. <laughs> Fuck, I could get think piece to death. Stan. Great, thank and- you. Lock the gates. <laughs> lock the gates. Yeah, come on. Go lock the gates. Hey, hold on one second here. I just want to take a sip of this. Um, Blankcheck.coop. Here, let me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Lock the gates. No, but what was the next thing you were going to say about the movie? Oh, you know, Ed Harris. Pow! <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can't control it sometimes when you shit your pants. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So that's what Ed Harris. Oh, by the way, also James Cameron told all the actors they had to just pee in their wetsuits if they had to pee. Oh, cool. Must have been a it was fun just gonna... smelling set. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just going to take too long Bunch to get him out of the water. pissy actors. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of someone bringing their kids to like set to be like, you want to see daddy work? It's like, why, why does it smell like Ed Harris's urine? <laughs> why did Ed Which clock very... James in the face after a take where his resuscitator didn't work? Why is everyone crying? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, mom. What's a breakdown? So we've been introduced to this shit earlier. It's real. This yeah. liquid that you can breathe. Insane. It's only been ever used Oxygenated on animals. Oxygenated yeah. fluorocarbon. Boom. Crazy. When Josh came in today, he, <laughs> he said, "So, when are we going to talk We're about doing oxygenated, a podcast fluorocarbons? About oxygenated fluorocarbon?" Yeah. Now, and the the movie's science logic is like, "Hey, we we breathe liquid first nine months of our life." When we're in utero, which is not true, we do not breathe. No. Right. But we're, our liquid, our lungs are full of liquid. Yes, but we're so, not you know. breathing per se. No. They're saying, hey, you know, it takes a little while to adapt, but once you do, <laughs> that seems pretty. It takes great. a panicked while to adapt. That fucking yeah. that scene is that Ed Harris kills that. Yeah. It really feels like they are yeah. drowning him in pink water. This, this chunk of the movie is when the movie really has some momentum, and oh, it's yeah. giving you these really fascinating, which set is pieces. great because yeah. the set piece is just like they drown him in this pink water, yeah. and then they're just like, okay. You're just gonna go straight down. And let's mention this is—we're is, just like tying bricks to you, so you just go all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. Within the real time of the movie, this is happening half an hour after he punched his wife into life. And they life. basically said they love each other. Right. Like they're back. They're back together. Like one person just drowned themselves on purpose and almost didn't make it back, and then he's like, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna do that thing now too." Let's—I mean, let's admit, like maybe that's his thing. Like it's yeah. like it's, the movie is that nightmare, right? right? Right. And James Cameron's like, right. And at the end of it, me and Gail are gonna figure it all out. Out, right, yeah. like it'll work out. Yeah, yeah. But it feels forced because, as we know, that wasn't what happened. Like, yeah. it's no, like he that shocks up with uh, Linda happen. H. Video yeah. Village was definitely quiet. Yeah, it was. A, <laughs> it was a quiet Video Village. So then he goes yeah, down. I think any good. notes? Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> guys. Stand. And yeah. <laughs> he goes down to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Turns off the nuke. Cuts a wire. Well, text a lot. They put a lot of weights on there, like they're going texting. down. Tap, baby. tap. He's doing a reverse Jeffersons. Yeah, he's not getting a piece of the pie. He's moving on. He's moving down. on down. He's moving on down and not getting a piece of the pie. Someone else is eating it. <laughs> not only is he not getting it, they're giving it to someone Chris else. Chris Elliott is eating Chris it up Elliott's in the, the uh, Mission Control. I am eating Ed's pie. <laughs> And it, it it's in the shape of Ed Harris's face. It's so, yeah. <laughs> there are yeah. a lot of weird choices in the director's cut of the movie. A lot of weird ones. You have you have Chris. <laughs> Do Elliott. we really need to add the pie scene? And Cameron's like, it's it's essential. You have it's Chris essential. Elliott singing revised lyrics to, to the a theme song, song that has to not a come sitcom out yet. That hadn't premiered in four yet. Years. Eating a piece of pie in the shape of his co-star. <laughs> it's a good movie. though. I insist. I'm sorry. I want to take that back. Stand had come out. The song the, had but been released. Life had not come out. No, yeah, but the right. song is yeah. released eight months before the abyss. Chris right. has had the song in his head until Maybe 1994 when he yeah. got the show. That's yeah. that's why I think Maybe that was his idea for the show. He had REM's great album Green yeah. on his Walkman. Yeah. In between takes, yeah. he's you know he's listening to Stand. And he's like, I got a great idea for an opening. If only <laughs> I could write the rest of a show around it. I see myself standing and waving while this song plays, and he worked backwards from there. Um. They put a bunch of weights on him. They send him a reverse Jefferson style down, and he's got this little text thing, and he's in the pink bubble. Nintendo power glove. He tells his wife he loves her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do not believe that he could text that legibly on that fucking tiny thing with like a glove hand. That Come on. Huge no. glove hand. It's like, a big glove hand. I like the typos they put no, in. They I should have too. done more. But it is, I'll admit, it's very cool that like just the whole idea. You know, yeah. the idea that they're just watching like this slow typing. Yeah, like, that, was, you know, that, was, that was that was cool. That he rings tension from that. It's very and cool. And I love that even just the introductory thing where they're putting the the goo in his helmet and he's getting mm-hmm. used to that. And they're like, okay, test out the texting thing. And he's like, this feels weird. Up. You should try feels it. Feels weird, yeah. yeah. And then she it's goes, like, I just oh. did. Um, it is this thing, though. I felt this again watching this, and it's like through to Avatar is when it changes, when it, there's still fucking low-res video screens. 
Cameron mines this weird tension out of like beautiful like 35 millimeter fr- fr- like film cutting to some scratchy screen mm-hmm. whether it's text that's pixelated or sure. like security footage. It just makes me long for the days where like you could cut to someone right. watching a video we and the video this, quality yeah. was right. lower than mm-hmm. the quality of the film you're watching rather mm-hmm. than the exact same quality. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before but it's a real stick and point. Well, what do you th- how do you feel about the quality of the aliens like surf wall that they like throw up? Oh, you know when they when they put they like change the channels and stuff. That's fine because it's like it's like magical. I know. So he meets the he's gonna die. That's it, the first HD television. He's gonna was die. The alien surf <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you yeah. can buy it. He's he turns die. it off. He's got the bricks on. He makes he's gonna yeah, die. He's he gonna pull a Tommy Lee Jones in now, space. Now he thinks he's gonna die because he's running out of fluorocarbonated oxygen. He is. He's only got right. five minutes left, right. and they're like, "Yeah, you can make it." He can't make. And it. He decides he's gonna pull up Bruce Willis and Armageddon. Nah, it's Tommy Lee Jones in space cowboys. Josh, you have to come up with the third one. You have time, but just think about it. Um, so he is texting with her and is like, I knew this was a one-way ticket. Love you, wife. Love you, wife. Yeah. Which, I I mean, it's so inelegant that it's kind of beautiful. No, I like it. It works. And it's then of like course, Ned Flanders in that Simpsons episode when the comet's going to come. Scott Speedman and the Strangers. No, I, I can't. Oh, I can't. Does he Just make it in that off. one? I can't even oh, remember. Oh, baby, he does, he does not. not. No, no, no he does dead. not. And not only does he, he doesn't make it, he kills his friend with a shotgun before. Oh, that's right. Glenn Howard. It's Glenn right? Howard. Oh, it's Glenn Howard. Glenn right? From Always Sunny. From It's Always Sunny. Glenn Howard. Yeah, that's who it, is. it is right. Yeah, that Dude? was like season two. Dude? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I like that movie. Yeah, it is. It is Glenn Howard. I couldn't remember if it was Glenn Howard in the other one. I need to see what that director's been up to. Um, as he's texting her, and then, oh my God, who shows up? Wouldn't you believe it? It's these motherfucking netties. <laughs> Those netties. These netties. As as Josh put it, they're little pink butterfly aliens. Little, little pink butterfly. butterfly. They kind of look like the Independence Day inside fuckers. aliens. Yeah, they're sort of sitting in a little chair, and they got little arms, <laughs> typing right? things to do in Denver when T-Rexes. You're there. Of course, they're right. working very hard, but you know they haven't sold it yet. And like they first, they run that by yeah. Ed. So that's right. why the movie's pretty long. And he's like, it's not bad. He's another Mr. Shh, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Fogarty. They show him. This is, the movie is, sucks. This sucks. This, this chunk. It sucks. The movie, it, it feels like it's, we've referenced this before, but it feels a little bit like the Mulaney poster writing joke. It does. Where it it's does. like, oh, fuck, joke. I got a lot of work to do and we're already clocking in at like 2.40. Like we gotta, you know. <laughs> like I like that the film keeps the sci-fi stuff on the peripheral for so long. But like he wants to end it with some sort of kind of answer, yeah, yeah. some sort of definitiveness. Right. And in order to do that, he has to make a lot of leaps really quick. Let's put so, him in a curvy room in and the, right. teach him a lesson about the Cold War. In the original cut of the movie, that's not in it. And it's right. really just they show him. It's the end where they show him the message he wrote to his wife. And, and they that's understand. Why, that's yeah. why they rescued him. And then they take him back up. Yeah. Then, But then in the in the special edition... There's all this shit where it's like, yeah, they show him the Cold footage. War, yeah. all this footage of horrors, and then they like threaten all the coastal cities in so America. So how do they, thre- how do they communicate threatening? Is it video? Yes, they show a video that's the wave in like, no, it's happening. It is happening. And then they call it off. All these waves are about to crash, feed. and then they freeze yeah. somehow. You see the waves like frozen. It's like, it's like 10 different simultaneous, like, day after tomorrow, like, super tsunamis that you're seeing people reacting to. How is the effect like, for 1989? Really good. But it also is, like, he well, but- put, like... $350,000 just into that one thing. Like most of the money they gave him. But they, those effects are not the in the original edition. Right. right. But I'm That's saying, what I of the fits. half a million right. dollars they gave him to do the special edition, most of that went towards just the oh, waves. Oh, yeah. It was just the waves. Right. Because yeah. uh, they did, 
do it for the original edition, but he didn't like what it looked like. They had like some plastic wavy thing. Right. I don't know. Like it didn't work. Yeah. He said they mostly Bunch cut of saran it. wrap. Because the actors were like, why would you cut the wave thing? The wave thing was cool. And he was like, I didn't cut it for story reasons. I cut it because it looked so bad. I felt like it kind of like torpedoed the movie. Yeah. Um, The wave wave shit looks really good, actually. Um, The wave shit looks good in in this edition. And they like show it happening and then it like Then they take it away. And he's like, why? And then love you, wife. So they were impressed by his selflessness. A couple of black eyed blinks, understanding alien blinks. Then before you know it, there's. I just want to say. I think they were just impressed with the fact that he was able to type that well in those gloves. It's good typing. But no, come on. These aliens, they lecture us about like using weapons against each other to threaten each other. Then they fucking make waves to attack us. Literally. They're dicks. Literally making waves. And then Mother Nature. Yes. yes, less litter. And then, and then there's the weird thing where he starts messaging back to everyone on the ship. Yeah, he's like, "What's like up? Got a surprise for you." Yeah, and then he starts like and, reciting. And Chris Elliott starts like crying because he knows he's gonna be mad about the pie. Yeah, yeah, he's like halfway through yeah. the pie, yeah. Yeah. which we found out behind the scenes was really just imitating the actress from Close Encounters. Of course, and it was another Millen's Dillon moment. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but uh, he. Uh, uh, it starts messaging them all these things we haven't heard the alien say, where he said, like, he says he doesn't understand why we fight so much. Right. They respect us. They've been down here for years. They never had to interfere before. Now we know what they're capable of. They don't want to <laughs> do it. Like, it's like this whole long monologue when the aliens are just kind of communicating through blinks uh... and video clips through him, you know? And then he's like, just that isn't a suggestion. what we meant at all. That isn't yeah. what we meant. But there's that thing. They're like, <laughs> they say that they want us to learn to be more peaceful. Just a suggestion. And then Mary Elizabeth <laughs> Master Antonio laughs really hard. This all happens within like eight minutes of screen time. Like it's so rushed. Yeah, and then, it's very rushed. And then they bring him back up to the surface. And the score is like basically jerking us off. It's just yeah. like, ah, it's so nice. Yeah. yeah, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It literally ends right there on the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a little mermaid style ending, you know. They're they the didn't surface. their veiny purple penis. Oh, it, it yes, comes up. 100%. Submarine come up. And it's it like much bigger than everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. all around them. It's huge. It's they bring him them. up to the surface, and then they also, while they bring him up, they're like, oh, we'll take your submarine too. They just no. take everything up to the surface. And did they fly into the air in the end, or did they sink? I, that, I think they go back down. Yeah, they, they don't, go down. They don't cocoon. No, they don't cocoon. Right. They don't Better cocoon. score than this They don't yeah. super eight, but Horner they do. Joint. Cocoon is such a good score. Horner joint. Yeah. Cocoon is such a good score that people think that movie's better than it is. Yeah, the movie's not good. That movie's like a five, <laughs> and that score's like a ten, so people think it's a seven. Yeah. That movie's like a five but Don Amici's a nine. I don't even think he's the best of the no, old he's guys. Not in the even, movie. He was it's great in folks, though. Great in folks. Tom Selleck's folks. Uh, <laughs> I do not know what also, that is. He's he's great in uh, Homeward Bound. Uh, so box Let's office game. Up. <laughs> uh, we do a, we do a I'm game on this that uh, just shows uh, how much of a broken mind I have and how uh, uh, misplaced my priorities are in life. Uh, I try to guess the box office of the weekend. Folks, with an exclamation point. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing the box office game because uh, we always do it, but also good weekend. Gotta yeah. say, there's some good ones in here. 1989, let's point out, you're my birth. This that is, is true. When were you born? Wow. February. Okay, so you're a few months old. Did your yeah. dad see this one? Your mom? I saw this in theater. Oh, yeah? No, <laughs> I, I don't think my parents saw this. I don't think my parents saw this. Uh, uh, the movie opened to $9 million, number two at the box office. It Ouch. finishes with 54. Not good. Not Ouch. great on a $70 million budget. It's 40 overseas. Yeah, it's 90 total. Right. Not good. Not good. Uh, so his, his one and only flop. 
It's his one and only flop. It so. made it made by Hollywood standards, though. It's like you can still work again. You didn't just it wasn't the disaster. No, but I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly, he's looking to rebound. Yeah. He didn't lady in the water, but he abyssed in the in yeah. The water. He yeah. abyssed in the water. He and lady then, in the abyss. And look, he had Terminator go back to him. He was lucky. He had a film everyone was demanding. It was the twenty yeah. fourth <laughs> highest grossing film of the year, yeah, below right. Pet yeah. Cemetery. Yeah. Basby Phillips was quoted as saying, "Thank God." And Harlem Nights, <laughs> below a bunch of flops. Okay, okay, okay. So let's go through All this. Right. Number one is, uh, it was number one the week before. It has made $30 million. It's a, a winning comedy. A winning comedy? It's pretty winning. What do you say? It's a winsome comedy? Very winsome. Very winsome. Is it supernatural? No. It's very natural. It's not Ghostbusters 2. There's a conversation about masturbation. Oh, because Ghostbusters 2 is 1989. Does, it is. Is that in the top 10? It's number 15. Okay. It's oh. been around for a while. It's made 100 million bucks. A winning and comedy in 1989. I'm going to ask the other question I need to ask because I know it's the number one movie of that year and the summer. It had already been in theaters for a couple months at that point, but I assume it's still hanging in there. Is Batman anywhere number in the seven. top 10? Batman's number seven. Okay. It's cool. made 400. Oh, sorry, that's adjusted. It's made $222 million. Okay. Number one is a winning comedy. This winning is comedy. Was Oscar weekend. nominated? Arthur? Nope. Interesting. Fish Called Wanda? Nope. Uh, did it spawn a sequel? It spawned a TV show. Arthur. <laughs> Still not Arthur. Okay. Fish Called it, Wanda. Put it this way. An Oscar nominated actor is in it, but he's using a different name. It's back when he had a different name. The director. The actor. He's an Oscar nominated. A later to be, he'll later be Oscar nominated. Is this when Walter Matthau was still Albert Einstein? He was calling himself <laughs> Sting, actually. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not Larry Fishburne. No, not Larry. I'm trying to think of other actors. A Larry really... Fishburne called Wanda. Oh, oh that's, yeah, that's it. That's what, what it, is. it is. It's a Larry Fishburne called Wanda. You Stand. guys guessed it. Okay, spawn a TV show, <laughs> and the cast didn't return for the TV show, right? No. The lead actor oh, in dad. the film changed his name later. Uh, he not he's not he's a supporting actor in this. Film. Oh, this mm-hmm. wasn't when Michael Keaton was Michael Douglas. No, when you say they name change, flopping. when you say name change, was it uh, like a Dwayne the first Rock name. Johnson type thing? The first name changed entirely. It wasn't like a Bob to Robert. His first name. He was born with one name. He changed it to another name, and he changed it back to his first name. I, I think I may be. This is like a real piece, wow. but it's true. So nineteen ninety nine comedy live action TV show or animated live action. I'm pretty I'm stumped so on this. Yeah. Confused. Uh, I guess I'll give you more obvious. What was the hints. final total? What was the final box office total? Hundred million domestic. Wow, a lot yeah. of people saw this 1989 comedy wherein the lead actor blank blank changed his name and changed it back again. He's not the lead. He's a supporting actor. Uh, nominated for two Oscars: Best Supporting Actress and Best Original Song. Best Supporting Actress. Best mm. Original Song in 1989. Comedy. Okay, mm-hmm. so Harlem Nights is that year. That's the Eddie It's not Harlem Nights. I know, but I'm trying to reverse engineer. I'm trying to think of. <laughs> you're not going to reverse engineer anything. From Dan Aykroyd is not in this film. No, oh but you're 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 close. Getting Does it little... feature any SNL cast members? Bill Murray. No, uh, it features an SNL. He's never officially a cast member. Steve Martin. <gasps> Steve Martin. It's the jerk. It's not the jerk. Oh. It is Steve Martin. Oh, oh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. No. Oh my God! Nineteen eighty nine. Come Martin. on, guys. supporting actress nomination. Steve not Martin's Bly, in it. Not yeah. my blue heaven. This is not... crazy, you guys. I'm like the biggest. And there's a TV Martin. show based on it. Oh, 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 there you oh, go. oh, oh. There you go. We were thinking. We were thinking too comedic. It's Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Oh. Parenthood, my friends. Hundred mil domestic in nineteen eighty nine oh. with Joaquin, then called Leaf Phoenix, and wow. Diane Weiss gets best supporting actress. She does, and the wow. song. The best original song that is nominated for an Oscar. I'm looking it up. It's called Parenthood. 
I love to see you smile, and I love wow. to see you guys try to guess that movie. Wow. That was, I mean, that was a tricky one. That is a tricky oh, one. So you gave us good hints. That I did. I gave you very good. You know, that was right, and that was the least. Eighty nine. Right, so everybody was having kids back then. Yeah. Oh, a lot of kids in that one. That is crazy. You got Holsey, family, comedy. Tom Holsey. <laughs> you got Keanu Reeves. You got Plimpton. Could you imagine any scenario today, Plimpton, in which, God damn it, in which like a sci-fi like blockbuster temple movie opened number two behind the second weekend of like a winsome family dramedy? Yeah, right. Like, that right. was such no, a blockbuster. That was that a movie. big movie. That it was, was a big weird. Movie. How big that movie was. Okay. So that's number, number one. Number two is the abyss. Number, number three, three is the fifth sequel Star in, Trek. A, in a long-running franchise. No, although that is that year. Star Trek Five is that year. Right, which is the but Undiscovered that, Country. No, Final Frontier. Voyage. Oh, fuck. Okay, fifth film, long-running franchise. Is it a horror franchise? Yes. Is it uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? It is. The Whoa! Dream Child. Boom. Thank you. Wow. I know this franchise well. Can you I tell know... me who directed it. Oh fuck! It's not Steve Miner. Oh is no! It? Oh my no. God! I got uh, Rennie Harlan. No, Rennie oh, Harlan was, directed he did three. three he I think did Dream three or four. Warriors. Oh, wait, wait, did you say the Dream Master? <laughs> this is the Dream Child. There's the oh. Dream Warriors is three. That's the best one. That's Rennie Harlan. You mean the best one that's not the original? Right. Right. The or wait, dream, did he do Rennie Harlan? It's Dream Rennie Warriors. Rennie Harlan did Dream Ren- Master. Yeah, Chuck Russell does the Dream Warriors. One. Rennie, oh right. Uh, Rennie Harlan does Dream Master. And then Stephen Child. Hopkins. Okay. Does Dream Child. You well, guys also, know. I think, did Predator Lost in Space, baby! Okay, Lost in Space. And he did Predator 2. He yeah. did The Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah. And oh. he directed the entire first season of 24. Yeah, there are three Dream titles in a row. It's Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Revenge, the Dream Warriors, Dream Master, Dream, Master, Dream, Dream Child, and Freddy's, Freddy's Dead, Dead the and then uh, a new nightmare. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Freddy that's number Freddy. three. Good job, Freddy yeah. Goffingers. Number four is a movie with a dog in it. Not Beethoven, not Benji. No. Bingo. No. Uh, not Beethoven. Not it was a big hit, made $71 million. With the dog in it, but was the dog the main character? He's the like... co lead. This is a two. Oh, 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 oh Turner and Hooch? Turner, Turner, Turner and Hooch. Hooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Turner were parallel thinking. It was going to be one of us was going to get it right. Yeah. It was one or the other. Number five. This is both the same year, K-9 I think. was Belushi. Yeah. Uh, and Belushi. Turner Hooch is the better. Turner. Number yeah. five is a, a landmark, legendary romantic comedy. One of the greats. One of the greats. Still is it, imitated uh, to this day. When Harry Met Nicholson Sally? Nicholson and, oh, good God, of course. When Harry Met Sally. Harry Met Sally, number five. Number five. It's been hanging around for five weeks. It's going to clear almost 100 mil. That's Holy an interesting God. top five. Isn't it? That's an interesting Isn't it? Top Especially five. for August. That's the best part of going through playing this box office game is you Freddy? realize, like, you used to be able to look at a 10 Sleepless? and it was, like, a weird array of different types of movies yeah. that were all doing well. And, the yeah. only, and now it's like same, same, Parenthood. same, same, same. Here's the thing. The only, would, now oh, it's five Marvel movies. Just to give yeah. you, the Parenthood only, would be number 12 at the box office. The only opening movies this week are yeah. Abyss and Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Parenthood yeah. drops 7% from its Well, Parenthood, to be fair, would be a Medea today. Yes, Parenthood. It would be Medea's Parenthood. So other movies in the top, <laughs> in the box office. That, good afternoon. That, good afternoon. Halloween. Uh, <laughs> Lethal Weapon Two is in there. Okay. You got Batman. The Batman. You got you got Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Wow. You got God. Stallone's Lockup, not one of his better uh, efforts. Uh, Ghostbusters Two, as as it's been said. Ghostbusters Two is there. You've got a movie called Young Einstein that oh, I yeah. never. I do not yeah. know with uh, the uh, Aussie kid. Yeah, it was uh, Rec- Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious. Oh, that's just right. Yahoo Serious. I only watched the first minute of that film every yeah. time it was on, and then it got horrible. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Yahoo Serious. The rich man's Rick Mail. <laughs> <laughs> Australia's hey, Rick Mail's a fucking legend, man. Here he is. Uh, all right. Uh, poor man's Rick Mail. 
He's a poor man's Rick Yeah, Mayo. I guess so. Uh, I, I dropped it for this fun movie. But you, you, you guys didn't grow up in Britain. Rick Mayo's a fucking legend. Lording it over us. No, all right, okay. <laughs> Little Lord Sims you over got, here. And then way back, you got Ghostbusters, you got Dead Poet Society, you got Indiana Ooh, Jones and the Last wow. Crusade. What a time. You've fucking got a. License to Kill, the yeah. uh, Timothy Dalton Bond movie. The last that's Dalton pretty or the gross. First Dalton? Last Dalton, the one right. where someone's head explodes. And you've also got Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Whoa, <laughs> James Spader. Is that Mary Liz- Mary Mastodonia? No, that's, no, that's Andy McDowell, Andy my friend. McDowell. Big bushy-haired lady, but not M-E-M. And funny enough, they don't look similar, but I always confuse uh. just name-wise Mary Elizabeth Mastrantono and uh, uh, Laura San Giacomo. Sure. Well, who's also in Sex, Lies, and That's why I'm saying no, that's get, the connection. No, I, I know. I get that. For me, Andy McDowell. For the audience. Do you think yeah. Mary Mastrantonio, Annabella Sciorra, and whoever you just said just sure. had sp- spaghetti dinner and talked about like all the men they've kissed? Yeah, I'm sure they have. All those nice little yeah. mouth like, kisses. Like how many times their arm was grabbed by an Alec Baldwin-like leading man back then. I bet all three of them have had to kiss Ed Harris. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was the gauntlet. Yeah, so whether they wanted this, to or not. Yeah. I will also want to say this is the number six, no, sorry, number seven entry in Box Office Mojo's Underwater series, Ooh. which is movies <laughs> that feature characters submerged underwater, brackets, non-submarine. Non-separate. So Crimson Tide doesn't count. U five seven one doesn't count. No, it's like all the, the other ones. October. All the ones above it are animated films, like Finding Dory, Atlantis Finding Lost Nemo, Empire. Atlantis Lost Empire, What's Little Mermaid, Shark Tale. What's that one? Down with- Periscope. Yeah, but that's, that's a submarine. submarine. Movie, baby. That's a submarine. That has movie. a Mikhail's lot of Navy, dick jokes. Uh, Run for the Red October. Yeah, these, for the those Red are October. submarine movies, uh-huh. my friend. I'm talking about underwater movies. Oh. The only live action movie that did better, oh. Deep Blue Sea. Oh wow! Oh wow! So underwater, don't do it, guys. Uh well that that has been our discussion of the abyss. Oh, it was great. James Cameron's the abyss. Uh, next week we're back with uh, Terminator Two. Yeah. With my buddy Sam Rogal. Yeah. Uh, facing Judgment Day alongside us. Yeah. Uh, we've yeah, already yeah. recorded. I think it's a fun episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies ever. It was great to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think it's two plus hours of us going. That was cool when that happened. Yeah, but it's we, great. But we, we, it is cool. It is cool. <laughs> but yeah, but also, but also it is cool. cool. There's a Gatling gun. It's cool. This was cool too. Uh, this was really cool, Josh. This thank you really so much cool. for being here. Hey man. guys, what a pleasure. Honestly, uh, uh, I'm I'm so happy you're moving to LA, and it's like I I want to make sure we got you on before. Oh shit, you're moving, moving to LA. LA. Moving to LA first week in November. I'm gonna Damn. have a tan, a rowing machine, and I'm not gonna talk to anyone in New York. You're gonna so... talk to. You're gonna drink those like green drinks. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. your main plug, right? Yeah. Green yeah. drinks. Yeah. Oh, um, moving to LA. Uh, 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 window washing fluid. You're what what, what airline you taking? Probably JetBlue. It's a good one. It's a good one. Put both my cats on it. Yeah. Uh, there's an indie movie in uh, my friend's uh, suggesting or um, offering that he truck one of my cats to L.A. with me because it's one animal per person. So he's like, hey, I'll fly to New York and uh, fly your cats back with you. So it's like there's like a, a, a bro adventure in there. I think you can definitely get into Sundance Screenwriter's a lab. A $50,000 yeah, trucking cats across America. 100%. Yeah. But two guys. Yeah. yeah Lewin Davis, good. but worse. Um, no, this was a lot of fun, guys. Thank you for letting me this sing so R.E.M. Fun. for um, 16 minutes. Do you want to take the... us out? Uh, Stan. We, we got a couple, just a couple little things to say. Oh, before. sure. Please, please, please. I just want to finish big. I don't want to blow that load yet. You know, we want a good final stand before we get to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last stand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last everyone, man stand, everyone should listen to your podcast, which is phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, the Mindhouse podcast. Uh, on the Headgun Network. Yes. I did an episode, uh, which... You know, I mean, it really made ripples and waves. It really was. It really it was, did. It was. It was the the best. It was the longest it's episode the longest I've one. done. Uh, Griffin, with Griffin's the, like a virus. I'm a virus. 
podcast. I make these podcasts long. Baby. And Jamie Lee Curtis's virus would be a really good one to talk to. About. Most definitely. Yeah, we should, we should do, do ten virus. episodes. We on should virus. do ten episodes. <laughs> on virus. Uh, but listen to the Mindhouse definitely. Yeah, please and also, check it out. I think this thing we're shooting now is going to be fast tracked. I've been here. Maybe it'll be online right around in Thanksgiving. Yeah. I guess. Are you kidding me? That is fast. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's five editors working on it. Yeah, Jesus it's called Christ. Thanksgiving. It's set in Thanksgiving. I mean, they it's true. Hit, you don't want it to come out on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Chris Elliott and Amy Sedaris are sure. parents play to our mom and dad. Uh, no, that's crazy. Bridie Elliott, Josh Rubin, uh, Sebastian Got a couple Canelli, other siblings, Josh yeah. Sharp, yeah. Uh, John Reynolds, and the myself. Ticks, Griffin, Newman, Stranger Things, John Reynolds, The Mindhouse Podcast, Josh Rubin, that's and uh, Battle yeah. of the Sexes is Bridie Elliott. Yeah. Are in it. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it's. It, I think it's. It could be really a, a fun show. Yeah. Also, is this the first pod we have dropping after the tick got picked up? No, I guess Aliens is dropping, but we recorded that a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, this is the first one where I. I will have done that. Hey, oh, congratulations! The th- tick got you. picked up yeah, to thanks. series it's by what? Amazon. I Good talk news. about it more in the next episode that we recorded. L- yeah. Whatever. Yes, right. Um. But uh. I. I there. I, this actually is. Thank you for reminding me. This is the one thing I want to bring up. Uh. Got a lot of very nice messages. Uh. From uh. Blankies. Uh. Podcast listeners. Love you, and Blankies. Stuff. Uh, tweeting and congratulating. Even I just saw because I still read all the fucking comments because I haven't learned yet. Um, <laughs> on like stories about the show getting picked up, people being like, "This is great," but what does this mean for Blank Check Podcast? I've seen a little. Tremor. Oh, you've seen what some does it? I want to know. Yeah, that's true. I You're shooting in New York. We're shooting in New York. It's going to become a solo show. Just me ranting into the. Don't mic. think Kristen right. Ritter stopped doing her podcast because she's shooting Jessica Jones. Yeah, here. I mean, no, of course. Oh, I love on. all things considered. Or Vincent, <laughs> Dino- <laughs> or Vincent D'Onofrio. He didn't stop doing his podcast because he was shooting Daredevil. Every superhero <laughs> streaming service <laughs> right. actor. Yeah. Um, Scott Glenn didn't stop his podcast because. Yeah. He's in Daredevil. Uh, he's also in Daredevil. You're yeah, really uh, running through the yeah, Daredevil cast. Yeah, Have you watched yeah. Luke Cage yet? It's good. I haven't. I can't wait. It's, it's really great. Watch I was watching it just this um, morning. I'm not going to go on at length about this because uh, we're, we're working stuff out and we got we'll time. have more news to announce soon. I think we have some exciting stuff in the pipeline that we'll announce very soon. But I just want you to say, uh, this is a thing that you and I have been aware of, that the show was, uh, yeah. you know, there was a chance right. that it and got I've picked up. And I've been actively rooting against your success and trying 100%. to sabotage you at every turn. Uh, yeah. But right. it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work. The show was too damn good. Uh, for lack of trying. Yeah, no, I mean, I paid a lot of people off. I'm in thousands of dollars of credit mm-hmm. card debt, which is really- There's a reason why UTA and CAA are in a war right now. Oh, it has everything to do with yeah. one of the three people in this room. <laughs> Uh, but but the point is, headline is. I was gonna say I set up a lot of dominoes and now I've got shit all over my hands. Yeah. Like you know, I, I didn't mean to do it, but it happened. Headline is, uh, show is continuing uninterrupted. Of course. I mean, maybe maybe worst case scenario, you might have a week off or something like that. No, no, it'll be fine. We're planning ahead. Mm-hmm. We've been aware of this. Uh, yeah. We want the show to keep going strong. So, you know, you might get a lot of episodes with references to things that happened four months earlier because we're banking them up. Sure. But uh, know that this will not affect your ability to listen to the podcast on a regular basis. That's all I want to say. Pod's doing fine, guys. More exciting announcements coming soon. We'll talk about the new series and all this sort of stuff. We got cool stuff planned. Great. Uh, at, Jack, at Blank Check Pod on Twitter. At Blank Check Pod on Twitter. Josh Rubin, thanks again for being here. Hey, you live. We didn't get a burger report from Josh. Hey, oh, Josh, have you ever seen a famous, a famous person, person eat a burger? Eating a burger? Oh my god! That's our segment, the burger. The report. ultimate. Not to put you this? on the spot. You oh, have one. Oh my god! This is the wait a second. Wait a second. Exciting. Wait a second. I hear something off in the distance. He has to do the oh, theme wait. song now. Oh, it's coming closer. Oh. Wait a second. Oh, we're losing it. It's all around us. The burger report. All right, go ahead. I was on the Upper West Side. I'd lived in the city for several years. I'd not been too starstruck by the amazing people I'd seen. I'd seen a lot of amazing people. Worked on a lot of films as an extra, like. 
uh, background on The Good Shepherd, saw Matt Damon and Michael Gambon and yeah. uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, it's a good background movie. in The Elf, uh, The Elf picture with uh, yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah. And, uh, with Will Ferrell. Uh, Will, uh, uh, Ferrell. Uh, Will, uh, Will Ferrell, so good. Uh, Ferrell same and uh, Sedaris, Amy, not David. Uh, and um, not the less famous David, uh, but Amy. Um, <laughs> and uh, was on at a restaurant in Upper, Upper West Side. And Bill's the Bar most star What are we talking about? No, no, no this, not Bill's, it was like the Columbia oh, sure. Grill or, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I look over and I hear. Uh, and big Nick's, not Bill's. It was, a, it was a summer day. We're sitting outside and I hear, um, uh, uh, thanks for lunch, Bill. And I look over, and Will William Shatner, <laughs> oh my God, is reaching into his um, fanny pack. Of course, he is for uh, a handful of cash to pay for the burger he just ate. Is he so, paying entirely in coins? Uh, uh, four rolls and quarters, <laughs> which is not a it's not an expensive meal. Dunk. Uh, yeah, that was the most starstruck I'd ever been. It was a summer day. He was wearing shorts, fanny pack, and a button up. Oh, he and sounds I think he fantastic. clearly treated like his agent and his manager to, to, to a lunch. cheap burger at the yeah. Columbia Grill. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I'd seen several stars. That was the most starstruck I'd ever been. I would be very starstruck uh, by Josh, it. Josh, that was an incredible story. Thank, Thank you so for much. contributing Thank to the burger Thank you so much report. for sharing with us. You are the first guest, and we didn't, you didn't, you were not prepped for this. You did not know. You were the first guest to come in with. A burger report. Oh, it's it's honestly my pleasure. Yes, yeah, so that's the segment we do on the show that has nothing to do with anything else we do in the show. <laughs> uh, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you for listening. My pleasure. Subscribe. Uh, stay tuned. Um, hey, uh, uh, keep a uh, post on the Reddit because I think we're gonna start. Um, yeah, post on the Reddit, guys. We're gonna talk to you guys on the Reddit. The, the ask Twitter you some poll questions. thing is a little limiting, so I think we we have some things we want to throw out to the fans about what we're yeah, gonna do Reddit, next. Subreddit, it's blankies backslash yeah. r backslash our blankies backslash blankies is our Reddit. Uh, go go check that out. We're trying to engage people on that, and and we'll sort of throw out some teases. Some of the mini series we're talking about doing next next week, Terminator Two Judgment Day with Sam Rogal. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, stand This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.